0: Gentlemen, and in between ears, I am your host, Alexander Rodriguez, here for On the Rocks radio show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Tonight, we have the hottest of the hot. We have a little something for everybody and some big somethings for everybody, too. With writer, producer, director Bradley Bredewig, The Fosters, Sideshow, American Idiot, sometimes I'm called the American Idiot, but not as famous. Uh, and making this highly anticipated return to On the Rocks, we have actor, boxer, and musician The Six Five, Alex Ponovic from Sci Fi's Van Helsing, War for Planet of the Apes, iZombie, The 100, the list goes on and on and on. We have Stargate Origins villain, Alam Orient Orion. Orion. Yes. Oh God. All these names. <laughs> um, and he's running a little bit late, so but he will be here. We have the Vixen of TV, Pilar Holland from 911, Gray's Anatomy, uh NCIS, which we're gonna watch a little clip, and my guest co-host, my evil twin sister, Michael Vega. So raise a glass and let the drinks begin.
1: to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with
0: Alexander coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court. Pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy on the rocks. Every Tuesday at seven p.m. on Universal
2: Broadcasting Network. Class in your seat down. It's going to be a bumpy
0: night. Oh my lord! It's going to be a b- bumpy night. Buns and bows and pantyhose. We have a packed house tonight. All right, I have a little. I have a little saying. I'm going to share with you all. Uh, I've seen some very interesting outfits lately. Be very careful. Because the outfit you put on in the morning, if you die, that becomes your ghost outfit for all of eternity. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so like on those ghost hunter shows, and I see, I see a ghost, you're going to be wearing like uh, Crocs? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I've never thought of that before. No, but,
0: but literally. Oh, thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Oh, He's wow. excited we have more straight people here. He's <laughs> like, yes! My people, me hente. A very good
3: reason to stop wearing Uggs altogether.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Or rompers, male rompers. People are still doing it.
3: <laughs> in lace. Yeah. Of oh,
2: course.
3: You seen those? I, 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 Lace? Lace. Oh, I don't hang I, I out swear. with your crowd. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: Yes. Of course, Alex, if you put on pants, they become a romper because they're they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're hyped exactly, up, right? Yeah. yeah. Who, your
4: pants? Remember that day? You want to put my pants on? <laughs> that's a whole other It'll be like show. a scarf for you. Like,
0: <laughs> But talk about, like, the way we look. So this is how weird I am. And, like, you know, I, I talk for a living. That's what I do. But to talk to people, like, uh, in, a, like in real life, it doesn't go well for me. So, you know how you get older like hairs like long strong hairs start to grow in weird places and you're like what is that? <laughs> so, lately I've been having a problem with like little nose hair and so i clipped and i trimmed and my friend was like oh you have nose hair and i was like no because i forgot to shave like right here so it looked like i had a oh. shadow of <laughs> nose hair and i had a day full of meetings and so everybody like you know how you are so subconscious about like a blemish or something you think everybody is just looking at it and they they, they could care less right and so every meeting with new people development meetings and i'm like oh i didn't shave so it looks like i have nose hair and there was just like this silence. And they're like, oh God! What and is they, he And they don't—they don't
4: care one bit. But no, you're they're the one like, that, yeah. yeah.
0: And I was like, <laughs> let's finish our meeting. Uh, Do I get the deal or not? By, guess, by the way,
4: I
5: see it right now, so I know what, I can see no, I, yeah. It's yeah. No, it. No, oh. I its tickling my oh. knee. It's tickling my knee. Right? I <laughs> <now. laughs> hear you, sir. At least something is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by <laughs> the way, Sing. I did that once, and I took a pair of scissors Tickle to try my to take care of it, and I cut myself yeah. wide open. Worst idea ever. And you know, you have the most blood in your nose, so it probably like all. No, it was on the side of my face. Oh, okay. Because I—I missed a spot, so I took a pair of scissors. Just, not d- good.
0: just don't do it like don't no. don't just self cut your hair if you think oh I just have a strand I'll take care of it it never <laughs> goes right
3: a nose hair <laughs> will grow overnight I'm not even a hairy so guy. So that's what's and happening. That, it, yeah. It'll be, not be there one day, and then the next morning, it's like a four-foot hair sticking. Thank you. So it's not... A, like a little uh, angular, uh, I need to talk to the manager haircut. Yeah. Going on. This,
4: <laughs> so this is the show. This is the show <laughs> I walk into? This is the show?
0: You yeah. come to visit for a few days, well look at that, and look what happens. You're like...
4: <laughs> <laughs> More vodka. Yeah. He's texting his PR rep right now. Uh, th-
0: <laughs> speaking of uh, PR people, thank you to our sober people that hang out with us and our sober listeners. Thank you for tuning in. We love you, and thank you for holding our hair back, driving us home, Do not drink and drive. If drunk texting was a sport, I would be a pro athlete hmm pro-athlete. <laughs> Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play. Of course, we are on Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Bear World Magazine. Rar. Check out my weekly entertainment movie uh, reviews, movie news, and celebrity interviews in Bear World Magazine. This week, I talked about James uh, McAvoy and Bill Hader have joined It too with Jessica oh, Chastain. Oh, wow. Weird combo, yes. right? That is yeah. a weird
4: combo, yes. but a killer combo. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. right? You yeah. had
0: that one ready. <laughs> didn't you? you know, and it is so racist. There's no husky Latino in the whole story. And, you know, we're talking about diversity. Like, come on, let's mix it up. Um, no, but I, I'm I'm excited. Mulan, the live-action Mulan. They're cutting all the music and they've added new characters. No. Yeah. No music. No music. What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. Well, what's the point of making a live action movie of something we all love? You yeah. know, they're doing it with, for Lion King, and I just don't understand.
3: And now it no right. takes place in the, the music deep south.
1: Lion King.
0: <laughs> yes, Beyonce is in it. Uh, Seth Rogen is in it. In fact, I also write about that because his singing was so bad. Pharrell Williams, who they called in to help, was like, "I don't know if I can do this." Oh, that's And he literally hilarious. banged his head against the wall because Seth Rogen hilarious. is so
5: bad. That's hilarious. Wow. But why mu- would he take the, music the gig? music is still in Lion King, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. whole
0: musical. Uh, okay. James Earl Jones is the only one that's coming back from the original cast, but they're right. all James the Earl sing- Jones is coming back? Yeah, what's he doing? He's sitting home doing voiceovers. <laughs> that was the worst James Earl Jones I've ever. <laughs> ever <laughs> I don't even know how it is. does
3: He's
0: a Jewish mother. Look, <laughs> I am your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, literally. James Earl Jones has the, like, he doesn't have to do anything at this no. point. He could pick up the phone and, like, leave voicemail messages right. for, like, a million dollars. Exactly. Oh, God. He should do the new, like, answering service at the White House, you know? Like, oh. <laughs> this is CNN. Is <laughs> that better? No? Yeah. A little better. Yeah, okay. that was good. Okay. That was good. All right, all right. On the Rocks announcement, we will soon be coming to Spotify. I know you need us on another syndicate. Like, you need uh, another- You're all over the place. Well, and then we're coming to Alexa. So you're going to wow. be able to be- Alexa, play on the Rocks. I want to drink and then I'm going to be in your living room. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) Scary. Uh, (laughs) For all of you audio listeners, uh, check out the video stream on our Facebook page. Uh, We're now on YouTube, even though I'm still not understanding how the whole YouTube and subscribers work, how some people have millions of subscribers for falling down a stairwell, and I have Academy Award winners, and my viewers, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the Hillcrest Social app. Uh, my mom, Mama Rose, is not in the chat room tonight. She no. is doing taxes. Oh. She's a tax lady. Okay, so she haven't did. done my taxes. Oh. Um, so she's at the office until midnight, so oh, um, she will not be in, but Alex, oh. you have many fans that have offered to take over the chat room for tonight. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to see after the show? And she really wanted to meet you too my mom
4: i want to meet your mom last time we talked about your mom
0: yeah well Aww. you could be my new daddy how many people have said that <laughs> to you by the way
4: actually daddy daddy <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah yeah i get
0: called like i don't even get daddy like once you hit a certain age you're supposed to be called daddy i'm, I'm called like that weird uncle that sits in the corner you know
4: call me daddy yeah weird uncle would be a <laughs> lot more appropriate
0: i hate children anyway uh <laughs> kurt Hello, Kurt, do you have a pun for us today? I do. Oh, I'm God, you're so punny. You have a lapel?
1: Yeah, this you is have the have only thing I can find.
0: That oh, I see. He dragged out the good stuff for <laughs> his own really That's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. That's really good. I don't even know
2: if it's working.
1: <laughs> Kurt, what's out. your pun today? Oh, God. Well, so Thank I, I, you, Pilaf, for keeping it moving. I, Pilar, I heard a bacon in. one the other day. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, I'm so t- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: have
6: a visual pun for you today. Oh. Like, that oh. a friend sent me. Ooh. It's outfit. your outfit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh damn. It's an otter, and he's taking it to those parts to otter space. Oh. Wow.
5: Can I get more vodka? He
6: actually
0: does really need more vodka. I actually do need more vodka. No, you do not get laughter. You You don't don't get get any. You cue your own laughter? (laughs) (laughs) And I get crickets. I'm not even kidding.
4: (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) There is a massive bottle of vodka right there.
0: Passover, well, pass it this way because I'm going to need some too. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's bartending as well. He's very talented. (laughs)
0: Like us on Twitter and Instagram at OnTheRocksOnAir. Facebook, OnTheRocksRadioShow. Subscribe to us on YouTube, like I said. Find us on the web, OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Now on the website, all of our video, all of our audio is there, so that's pretty easy. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceañera, bris. I don't care. I will show up. Info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. I'm actually officiating in a couple of weeks at a wedding. Wow. And it's all great Gatsby style. Yes. Yes. And I'm like... Well, no, I still want to get booked for weddings, so don't be scared. But I'm like, I'm going to take over the whole show and be like, oh, is there a wedding here?
1: I think he needs There's a mixer. There's a mixer. Right, right, right. Oh, right. Well, I kicked oh, my right. ass, there man. I just <laughs> thought oh, there come was, on, Alex. I
4: just, I, when you're expecting one thing and you get the other. <laughs> yes. <can> I... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my college years. Uh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: God.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You want to be part of On the Rocks? Come see us on the road. Uh, This summer we are hosting Out at the Fair at California State Fair in Sacramento, San Diego County Fair, and New Mexico State Fair in Albuquerque, and I've never been to Albuquerque. Make your travel plans. Come say hi to me. June 9th is San Diego. September 9th is New Mexico. I don't know uh, the Sacramento date yet, but a number of On the Rocks musicians that have appeared will be there. All right, let me introduce my bestie for the night, Michael Vega. Hi. Frenemy, Hello, my frenemy. Uh, originally from New York City, he began his acting career after moving to San Francisco. Continued his theater studies at ACT. Went mm. on to perform in over thirty productions, mm. including *Bent*, oh. *Take Me Out*, please take him out, uh, and *Sex Rabbit, Jose mm. Sadie experience. <laughs> he received critical praise from the San Francisco Chronicle and Variety for his mm. per, uh, portrayal.
2: You can't do that.
4: doing it. It's like oh, Let's keep going. Yes, yeah, <laughs> great.
3: I need another pair of boxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> can can you just give that to him?
4: Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just enjoying it. Me too. <laughs> More vodka.
0: <laughs> James Earl Jones is enjoying this, too. He's like, yeah. I was like, they're doing a good job. That's, that's, that's no, so loud. No, no, no. uh, lots of uh, acclaim. He's appeared in several commercials. Also appeared in the Celebration Stage Theater here in Los, S- Los Angeles and Take Me Out. Pinter's the Lover at Theater Asylum, which also went to the Flea Theater in New York City. Sold out run for Antigone uh, for the Hollywood French Festival. When he's not taking the stage, he is causing drama in West Hollywood as a drink slinger. <laughs> welcome, not Michael Vega to the actually. show. Yes, Michael yes Vega Vega.
3: Yes, Thank welcome you. Michael. Thank you for having me. Oh, welcome. Hi, Mom.
0: Okay, I have to embarrass you right off the bat. I have tons of pictures of you in your award-winning theater. Oh, what great. is this picture? Go ahead, oh, Kurt. Oh my god. You? I don't even know what's happening. Oh
4: my god! Is that well, a perm?
0: <laughs> He's in the bottom right. <laughs> no, that's natural.
4: That's, that's natural. That's Natural. Yeah. It looks like that's... The
0: Conjuring four.
3: <laughs> I. That's freshman year of college.
0: <laughs> oh, you poor college. That was that
3: was college. <laughs> that's college. Yeah, I know. I know. That is bad.
4: <laughs> I... <laughs> it it, it <laughs> so it went so bad that it became good. Yes, <laughs> it did a and... full circle. <laughs>
2: Like, it's awesome.
4: I love it. He has one eyebrow. <laughs>
0: oh
4: <my God>. uh, <laughs> it's very thin, though. At least yeah. you tweezed them. I, I don't think it's like I did. Like Joan yeah. Crawford took a holiday, I, but I, <laughs> but I don't it. even think you're looking at the lens. You're really
3: high. Yes, I, I believe oh. I was. Yeah, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah. And at that time, I think we would come because I had in college. I was the one with the setup with the with the fridge, with the toaster oven, with the right. every. You no, know, I basically had a house in my room. So okay. So right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm all the straight out. guys would come to, to you know to my place, and. Uh, (laughs)
0: that's a Jägermeister he's like "Ah, I don't think they
3: made that then but we would literally uh, tape up with masking tape the door so that's you know, you couldn't smell anything on the other oh, side. Oh, that's brilliant! That's <laughs> it, brilliant. It was like a twenty-minute process yeah. of taping Your the hot
4: door. Hot no, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hot box. Yeah. But now it. it's uh-huh. legal,
0: so it's not even fun. Like I don't smoke it at all because I act so crazy. Oh, I smoke it now. Like I, I, I can't. But it's no fun because now it's legal. It's like you know, like the cool kids would go, like especially theater cool kids would be like, "Let's go backstage and blah blah blah." And now it's like eh, you can do it. Like, what's the point? Right. Now they're putting like in gummy bears. Like, how lame is that? <laughs>
4: Let's the be the a most and eat embarrassing some gummy bears. Thing, yeah that's the most embarrassing thing for a well for any dude but for a big dude to go like I'm so high what did you do <laughs> I had a gummy bear <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh man, you're so uncool. Oh
0: no, you were very cool. <laughs> anyway, Michael, you notoriously uh, have been single for the past
3: so and so. Lots of years.
0: What are your top tips on how to fail a first date? Because you could write a book.
3: I <laughs> could. Um, so the you know the couple that I that that, that comes to mind actually happened to me and uh, <laughs> last night. <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, don't talk about your ex. Mm. Mm. I took a a person on a date once and they asked, you know, have you ever been in a relationship? And I I said, yes, 13 years, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened? And I should have just truncated it to, you know, irreconcilable differences or something. But no, it became the Iliad and Odyssey of relationship (laughs) stories (laughs) that just went on and on. And I'm an actor. I'm a storyteller. So I just kept... Going on and on, and I think I even pulled out my phone at one point. No, <laughs> no. you no, want to see-
0: No, 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 no. no. Sorry,
3: yeah, and I thought he, I thought the person was interested, but not really. Right.
0: <laughs> no, I don't like. I don't agree with it. You shouldn't mention because here and there, they asked about them, to know but I'm I should have with. just
3: said, yeah, you know, we didn't get along,
4: or you know, let's move on. Type yeah. thing, yeah.
3: Yeah. Here's the menu. just
4: Order. That is a good one. I think we've all been on that one. That's
3: a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one was this, was the very same date. In fact, this <laughs> I, poor man. I'm two, so sorry. Two on one. A, a man. Why does it have to be a man? Because who <laughs> <laughs> was your teacher uh, in
0: college. You felt bad for that. <laughs> it, <laughs> <God>. I quit. <laughs> <getting> um, <laughs> uh,
3: I I just I, I'm a big foodie, and I you know I love to cook. I love to eat, and and so I made a reservation at a place that I think was a little. Uh, Probably a little high in the price point that Mm -hmm. this person was used to, and I wasn't trying to impress, Um. but I just wanted to go someplace really great, and I could see his face when we we the the menu. You going to pay, right? Were you picking up the bill? Well, yeah. Well, he made a comment when he looked at the menu, and he's like, "I don't don't know." I I said, "Don't worry about it. I've I've got it." He said, "Well, I have to." I said, "You know what? Take care of the tip." And then when the the bill came and I told him what the tip would be. (laughs) Even that was yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt so terrible.
0: I mean, I, it, don't be pretentious on the first date. I wa-
3: it, well, I wa- that wasn't the intention to be pretentious, but that's, you know. <laughs> Look, I d- with you, man. <laughs> Look,
4: I don't even swing that way, but I think I want to go on a date with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Because that sounds like a really amazing meal. Yeah, well, there go.
3: we go. We yeah. went to the fig and olive. And, and I, okay. No, I'm not being pretentious. Fig and olive. But, <laughs> but I was the like, place is
4: so
0: olive, pretentious.
3: I know. They
0: leave date? a fig and olive in your I car. I know. I'm an idiot. I said,
2: well,
3: let's have the 12 course degustation. Menu. I've got Uh, it. With the pairing of wine. I wouldn't commit to 12
0: courses on a first date. I'd be like, uh, let's have like a one course, half of it to go. (laughs) Oh, and I have one more. Yes. Not
3: the same date. (laughs) Because that didn't go very well. (laughs) Um, If somebody's really boring on the date, if you're at at dinner, don't suggest, let's, hey, why don't we just go home? You know what I'm saying? Because if they're boring over a dinner table, they're probably going to be boring at home. Not necessarily. Yeah. It ain't necessarily okay, well oh, so. That, that now I want to hear your tell, story. Tell, well, that was tell. my experience. The most
0: boring people have been the best in bed because they keep it really? all in and it's their time to. Bradley knows what I I'm, know, talking I know exactly. oh, I'm talking that, about.
5: Exactly. He's giving me that winning look. Bradley, um,
1: Bradley's been very quiet. You you should see. Well, you know, I'm I'm the non-actor here. He's
5: the writer writer. taking (laughs) it all in. I do. We'll
4: see it on the page later. The Foster (laughs) spinoff spinoff is going to be the quiet one. (laughs) No, but you have to watch out for the quiet
0: ones. You really do, because they get unleashed. Mormons are the best, by the way. Mormons are the best. Girl, guy, (laughs) doesn't matter. Mormons are the best.
1: mm.
0: And they dress well, so there you go.
3: (laughs) With or without the second skin.
4: (laughs) Oh.
0: That goes away real fast, just so everybody knows. <laughs>
3: it's like a bib at Red Lobster. You're only gonna wear it for a minute. <laughs> then it gets in the way. <laughs> so we're calling it bib. Bib. We're calling the the red religious lob- bib. The red lobster bib. It's gonna be my safe word now. Yes, bib. bib. bib.
0: All right, let's get the show on the road. Bradley Bradenwig Yes, sir. is one of the creators, executive producers, and showrunners of the critically acclaimed Walt Disney Company uh, was ABC Family, now it's Freeform series of Fosters, alongside executive producing partners Peter Page, of course from Queer as Folk. We had Peter on a couple of months ago. Joanna Johnson, and of course my girl, Jennifer Lopez. J.Lo. Hey. You guys are I like love. all you guys are like besties. We are. Uh, the series, which uh, which made it to 104 episodes, uh, has garnered many accolades and awards, including Outstanding Drama Series at the Glow, Awards, Emmy's Television Academy Honors Award, for excellence in television, the Television Critics Award for Outstanding Drama Series, and of course, the hardest group to please, the Teen Choice Awards for Best Drama <laughs> Series. Uh, he directed the Foster's epic Romeo and Juliet musical episode, which went on to become the number one selling episode on iTunes and Amazon, also topping the soundtrack charts. Uh, and he uh, recently directed the Long Haul episode uh, with Annie Potts, one of our one of our favorites, uh, el- right. as well as Rob Morrow. In his episode Mother's Day, which we're going to take a little peek at, um, reunited uh, Annie Potts Potts and Terry Polo, um, and the show recently wrapped to such a satisfying finale, such an emotional finale. It did such great work. And it's not ending there because there is a Foster spinoff literally happening as we speak. Location scouting has already begun. Uh, they've written a part for a husky Latino. We are all good to go. Uh, Bradley is also a co-writer of Tut, starring uh, Sir Ben Kingsley from Muse Entertainment. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's beautiful, too. It's gone on to become one of the most successful miniseries in recent history. Um, he's also working on a new project uh, for DreamWorks called Four Eyes, uh, which will be released in the coming year. And in the theater world, you guys, uh, he was uh, responsible for the revival of Sideshow on Broadway, directed by, of course, Academy Award winner Bill Condon. Also produced uh, Green Day's American Idiot in the London's West End. And he's one of the investors for one of the best musicals to come out of Broadway. And, of course, that's Dear Evan Hansen. This summer, his new musical, Headless, I was like, oh, 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 but it's 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 a rock opera about the legend <laughs> of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Yes, I was like, uh, yeah. that was it's, a nice it's Michael yeah. Vega's last year, Headless. Um, but it's going to be at the Wallace-Hannenberg in Beverly Hills, which if you have not been to that theater, it is the best for sound, lighting, and it's the start of so many great things. Uh, so I'm so, so excited uh, to see that. Also, uh, Romeo and Juliet, Love is a Battlefield, which had a, a life at Rockwell Table and Stage, which I love... Uh, very much with producing partners Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo uh, will have its world premiere in 2019. That's crazy. I just want to shadow him for a day and like download his phone book. Like
5: when it's it's not crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. Come hang for a day. Come You on should really you learn to apply, apply yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. You should really learn to apply yourself. I didn't <laughs> know. I, I, that's why I'm so <laughs> Work But you
0: guys, the funniest thing is <laughs> if you go to his Facebook, sometimes he takes those stupid quizzes that it's like, what Disney character are you? Or like the one I saw you take was like, how gay are you? <laughs> it was like, and I was like, when do you have time to do this? I, I'm <laughs>
5: secretly a teenage girl. I really am. I'm a fangirl and I love all that shit. Oh my uh, god. That's... Please
0: welcome to the show, Bradley Bradawig. Phenomenal.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Phenomenal.
0: <laughs> also joining us as a surprise by the way found out yesterday he was coming back Alex Ponovic uh, and with all the Bravo liberties I've had the Academy Award winners uh, you know the soap opera stars that have really cult fans your fans have been the most responsive uh, last week I mean every every week I'll get a tweet or two about the episode you were on in September and last week was no was no exception so I emailed GPR PR rep and I'm like when he's back in time like he has to come come back and, and here you are um, your fans Fan girls and some boys from around the world, <laughs> by the way. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Born in Canada, Alex Ponovic knew from an early age that he was destined to tell stories whether it was with his fists as an amateur boxing champion Google those pictures by the (laughs) way uh, his instrumentation as a musician or in the truest form of storytelling which is acting Uh, he was a skilled athlete with razor sharp focus not to mention he's a descendant of three champion boxers so it's in his blood Um, his first success was in the boxing ring uh, and that got him work uh, as as a successful What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That that got me. Just got interesting. <laughs> headless, the spinoff. Yeah. Uh, as a stunt actor, yes. Is that, I
5: was like, where's that going? No,
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it. No, wait, he did. did? I you think you did. Yeah, he, did. he, fed, he said fisty.
0: No, I said yeah. headless too. <laughs> no,
4: earlier. <when laughs> earlier no, I would never say you fisting. Did. My mom will be now
0: listening. We're okay. gonna bring it and now play we that back like five times. Yes.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> James Earl Jones, goes,
5: fisting. <laughs> I'm gonna get it right by the end of the show. And Twitter just exploded.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh,
5: my God. See, it's always the quiet ones. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: he was also a man of the uh, arts, uh, participating in a rock band where he was discovered while performing on stage, led to his audition for the HBO movie Heads. <laughs> I'm not making <laughs> no, it up. No, you it didn't make that up. You're right. <laughs> and as fate would have it, it was his very first acting gig, and the rest just became history, with roles on uh, big screens, small screens, and... Um, he has played every type of character from the developmentally disabled man accused of murder and personal effects opposite Kathy Bates, Ashton Kutcher and Michelle Pfeiffer, um, or as the funny role in, uh, this means war with Tom Hardy. That is a scene to watch.
4: Yeah. That's a good one. Uh,
0: he keeps changing your persona. Like it, there's no stereotyping happening at all. Um, and of course uh, this last summer, uh, he was in war for planet of the apes opposite Andy Serkis, Um, and it's, it's, Going back to see that after you were on, I see your personality. You see it in the eyes, right? Yeah. In and, and the movement, everything. You guys go rewatch War for Planet of the Apes, and he's the big tall one.
4: The <laughs> albino silverback.
0: Yeah, winter. Winter. Oh,
4: he's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very
0: cool. He's also appeared uh, in series such as The Zoo, Get Shorty opposite Ray Romano, Supernatural in one of their most popular episodes, by the way, uh, Continuum, iZombie, The One Hundred, Once Upon a Time, and Smallville, among many many others. He stars as the No Nonsense Vampire. I like how they put No <laughs> Nonsense
2: in there. No <laughs> Nonsense.
0: He stars as Julius in Sci-Fi's hit series Van Helsing, which is enjoying is going to be uh, third. We're season. We're shooting season
4: season three right now. That's yeah. crazy. That's great.
0: As well as BBC's uh, BBC America's Dirk Gently. Which you have to check that out, um, and he's returning to the silver screen uh, opposite Keanu Reeves in Siberia and Hard Powder opposite Liam Neeson. I can't decide if I love your acting roles more or your shirtless Instagram selfies. Like it's <laughs> what it's a I test- don't have.
4: A, I don't have shirtless oh, Instagram. selfies you're like
0: selfies? I'm on vacation in the pool and this okay, big that pink was flamingo. An Instagram selfie. Yes, or yes. I'm gonna box in my gray sweatpants. <laughs> 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 that went viral, by the way. You don't know how many sites that appeared on that you have no clue. Really? Oh, yes, my friend. And I was like, I know
5: him. You should oh, see them behind you right now. They're literally no. looking it up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're on it. Yes. Oh, Sale no. of Grey Sweatpants went
0: real oh, no. high. Hey, you. Yes. Oh, no. uh. yeah. Slow mo that. <laughs> 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 also joining our cast of characters tonight I is Pilar late. Holland. Yes, she's she's like. Can we break? Yes, that's. It appeared on a lot of tumblers too. Oh my <laughs> god. Yes, uh, Pilar Holland the sexy vixen, the sexy pixie. Mm. She exemplifies Hollywood diversity in one Mm. body, Mexican, Japanese, and sometimes Caucasian. Uh, Her cultural background and spitfire personality has earned her memorable guest spots on hit television shows as FX 911, Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, uh, Criminal (laughs) Minds.
6: You guys, it's not even the Vodka. I'm
0: so excited. (laughs) NCIS, Mistresses, Supergirl, The Young and the Restless, Scorpion Scandal, and many, many, many others. And uh, when she's not heating up the screen, she's enjoying happy hour around Mm. Southern California. California Ooh. for her YouTube series reviewing the hot spots around town with sexy people I might add.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, please welcome to the show Pilar Holland. Yeah! Yes, Pilar. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Now, Alam uh, Orion is supposed to be here and I heard he was going to be here like right before the show. So when he I comes guess. in, we'll we'll introduce him. Uh, but let's let's get the show on the road. Talking about the industry, the three of you have done such different Different projects, um, and kind of keep reinventing yourself and 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 what you're doing. Bradley, your career has been super super gay, from putting eyeliner on Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I know to Broadway musicals to, of course, The Fosters, which it, it's not just an LGBTQ uh, show. It's it's an every every show right now with all the stories and the show has changed. How has uh, how has the industry changed the most for the LGBTQ community uh, from your time?
5: in the business? I mean, look, growing up, I, I craved s- seeing a reflection of myself as a, as a kid, as a teenage boy, and we just didn't really have that. I, the first thing that I remember was Madonna's Truth or Dare, when those two dancer boys kissed each other. And I was so hungry for something like that at that time to just be you know uh, out there in some way, shape, or form on the big screen or on the little screen. And now I feel like we have such an opportunity to tell the stories and such a wide opportunity to get those characters and those stories out there. So I think, thank God for that, you know, because it certainly wasn't around when I was a kid.
0: Now, you work for some major studios. Uh, Is there any limitation that's put on you in terms of the stories that you want to tell and what you've done with The Fosters? The Fosters, like I said, has been unbelievable in the subject matter. It was like, let's push the line a little bit more. Let's push the line a little bit more. But you're really telling what the headlines are talking about now. So it's nothing that's crazy, and it's family programming.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Was there any ever censorship or did you really have to go to bat for
5: a certain story? Honestly, uh, the boring answer is no. We're we very lucky that we're at a network that really allows us to tell the kind of stories that we want to tell. The only thing that we have to be careful of is we're on a Disney uh, you know, studio mm-hmm. channel. So we just can't say, you know, the bad words. But other than that, we're really allowed to fly and really go there, and they support it 100%. 104
0: episodes, unbelievable, That's and the spinoff. And you guys got crazy press. Uh, the whole cast on the Ellen show, by
5: the way. Yes. I mean, it finally happened after five years. By the way, her stage is literally right across from ours. Isn't that crazy? And we've been saying, get us on the show, Ellen. Like, and she finally did it. Because she tweeted at, at you guys, right? Yeah. She the one of the producers just grabbed a picture um, of the cast, and they tweeted out that we're going to be on the show. Show and it just went the the fans went crazy yeah yeah, nice. yeah. and by the way we have so we had our finale this past season but we also have a three-night event coming up this summer um, starting Monday June 4th and it's back to back to back three nights in a row a final three event goodbye to the Fosters oh my oh. god so. that's gonna be so emotional so so yeah. great yeah. so
0: emotional one of the uh, you guys check out Bradley's Instagram by the way what's your Instagram uh, at Bradley bread uh, because for those of you that are sad that the show is, is going away um, also you're sh- sharing pictures of some of the location shoots for the spinoff uh, but one of the one of the most chilling pictures was the actual house and it was one of the when they were taking the set down and there was this huge light from behind and it was so poignant because, yes, the show was wrapping up, but it was also – and this is so cheesy, and I'm like the least cheesy person. But that Uh-oh. bright light was like hope for the future, and this is what's happening ahead. is like It's everybody
5: now. Yeah, and I can't take credit for that picture. Uh, a dear uh, colleague of ours, his name is August, and he works in the art department, took that picture. And August actually has a really great story really quickly. He was growing up in Florida. He was uh, transgender and from from female to male, and his parents did not accept who he was. And so he was a fan of the show from the very beginning, and he would tweet us all the time, and he would draw this beautiful artwork about the show. And finally, we reached out to him and said, you're so talented, we wanna work with you. And so we brought August out from wow. Florida, oh, well. got him away from the family that really did reject him, and now he's thriving, has his own Enjoy apartment, his he's working for the show, and he took that beautiful picture. Wow, yeah. good for you, August. Yeah. I
0: was born in August, so it's all good. All right, good, all good. It's <laughs> beautiful. So you're able to every day throw yourself into your projects, um, and kind of you know, you're, you're behind the scenes, took the role as directing and writing. I wanted to talk to you guys about being in front of the camera and sharing your life story. Pilar, you guest on a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. and so you'll get an episode you'll get like a two episode arc how hard is it to really saturate yourself in a role when you're joining a show that's filming fast got to get this episode done and the show has already been in existence it has a cult following like especially young and the restless i mean your scenes with eric braden woof, woof. uh talk about hot daddy grand grand <laughs> just grand. grand um but how are you able to really encapsulate the energy and the speech, you know, and develop a, a, a character. It's
1: great when the set is very welcoming when mm. they are a yeah, family. It point. all depends on the set and how it, it trickles down from the top. It mm. really does.
0: Mm. When well, the people that have been on the show from the Fosters, JJ Soria has done the show, yeah. um, the actress who played the uh, Principal. I, f- I forget her her, her her name. Annika? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I love Annika. I love Annika. Annika. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, she was gorgeous and so great. Yeah. Um, but what I've heard also is that that's kind of changed in the industry as well is because the shooting goes by so fast. There's not the rehearsal time. You can't really saturate yourself in that. Have, have you found that with some of the recent shows? No.
1: The, yeah, there's no rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no rehearsal time. I haven't really had any rehearsal time. I don't know.
4: No, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you... It's such a vulnerable position when you're doing a, a guest spot and or doing a recurring because you literally got to go like the only way to get the best out of yourself is to trust and and it really works when there's amazing people at the helm like when I did Supernatural Jared and Jensen those guys have been doing the show it's it's at thirteen years now I cannot and believe it's been around for that long it's crazy oh. but they're they're one of the best hosts. So when you go into something like that, like you said, it starts from the top, yeah. and then you get other opportunities where it's not as welcoming because everyone's doing their thing, and you literally just got to go, I got to strip it all away. I got to be as vulnerable as possible because this is my job. Mm-hmm. And um, it's and it turns out to be, a lot of the times, one of the most um, rewarding things if you can allow yourself to get there, but it's really tough.
1: It's just, he said it, open and vulnerable. Yeah. And Alex, going from the
4: boxing
0: ring to being a stunt actor to being an actor actor, um, how were you able to hone like what your acting style? Do you subscribe to any acting school?
4: I don't I don't know, man. For me, when I when I was boxing, there was you get really nervous because somebody's going to punch you in the face. And, and, How can they reach that high? Yeah, th- it still <laughs> happens. So you, so there's all these things that you prep, and then you there's all this anxiety right beforehand. And one of my most anxiety-ridden moments is the walk towards the ring, mm-hmm. and everyone's you know either saying bad things or good things towards you, and you have to have this focus. And I, and for me, whenever I got in the ring, that's when everything went away because I prepped. But it's that small moment beforehand, Mm -hmm. and I found a way to connect that with acting because it's like I'm prepping for acting. Then it's the waiting room, and it's like you're getting in there, and then when you get in the room, you got You just have to trust it. So I was lucky enough that I had that. Like it was a fear. I I came from a fear based aspect of it as more than a prepare uh, being prepared. So having that venue that I could go to from when I boxed and even playing music when right before we would we would hit the stage, it was very nervous. So like, is my amp going to work? Is everything are we going to be on time? And then once you start playing, you're going we're in the pocket. So I always went back to every time I was insecure in the room or when I felt like I didn't really nail that. I was always like, where's that guy that was walking before when I got in the ring? It's the same. It's the same kind of thing for me. So, I had really interesting kind of parallels with it. And when I did this my stunt stuff, it was the same thing. And when I didn't want to get hurt anymore, basically, and, and I wanted to really tell stories, it was more about um, the prep and being seen, like I, that I can tell these stories, than it was about the actual project. It was, it was like I contribute to that spot.
3: Because it isn't in a sense of I know for me personally you you learn you know whatever method you prescribe to in and and you study, but eventually you incorporate that into your own you know you take elements you take pieces you take you know whatever works for me in this I, because I could never say you know I'm I'm one thing or another. Because you're an but, actor as well. Yes, yeah. and and you know I, I've I've studied extensively and you know you, you and you're always learning, but. After a while of doing it, you start, you know. I'm gonna. You this create, you create element, your own
1: toolbox.
3: Ex- exactly, exactly. Like f- for me, for example, for the audience, you know, uh, substitutions. That doesn't really work for me. No. Right. Like I know what it feels like to get my heart broken, so I don't have to. Many, substitute. many times. Uh, <laughs> one big time, just <laughs> one <laughs> really big time. Now give me the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, I mean, you just start pulling and taking, and, and whatever works for you eventually is. You
4: right. know what's re- what's really interesting is that I, I was I, I'm gonna. I'm sure you guys are going to pick it up, but I'm going to drop a name right now. I worked with Anthony Hopkins on a film. We have, called, we have one of the pictures. It's yeah. one of the
0: most cinematic pictures, by the way.
4: It's great. I worked with him on a eating film, your face? film oh, called gosh. Blackwell, Blackway. And one of the coolest moments that I've ever had was I'm sitting there literally... Literally going into a moment of like I can't believe I'm going to be working with a legend right away. Yeah, and look, look at this
0: picture, you guys. Oh, that's yeah, gorgeous. It's Not so nice. great. Just a little scene with fire in the background and <laughs> yeah. Andy Hopkins in your <laughs> face. Anthony Hopkins over you yeah. like, <laughs> So that
4: scene, that scene. So right before we, <laughs> right before we were gonna shoot this, that was first day on set, and and I was going, don't freak out because he's my guy. Like that's my guy, and I was like, don't freak out. Don't be fangirling over Hopkins. <laughs> just keep your shit together. I could say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep your shit together. Can't say 15. Right. right, you're right. You started and, it. And so literally every the vibe, the vibe of everyone saying, Okay, Anthony's coming in, Anthony here. And and all of us the room was seriously getting thick with the idea that a legend is about to walk in. And I kept on rolling in my head, just keep your cool. Don't fangirl, don't fangirl. And he literally rolls up to me. And very generously just goes, hi, I, I think we're in the scene together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and he goes, my, my name's Tony. <laughs> oh, t- and I go, right. what's up? <laughs> and I turned my back on him going too cool oh you God. played it too cool oh and then <laughs> took two seconds before I said I'm sorry I just didn't I, I'm such a huge fan and then we started jamming and then going back to what we were talking about he was loving the idea of improv he was loving the idea of, of playing in the scene and I, as we were playing yeah as we were playing in the scene I was literally going in my head I feel like I'm in acting class this is not this isn't any different than I than what I do in an acting class, working with other actors, and it's a legend. And then we had a moment, and I, I don't know if I've shared this, but I think I shared a few videos. Um, we became buddies, and we became text buddies. And he That's so crazy. And he wasn't a dude to text a lot, so he would video himself <laughs> telling me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going back and forth with with Hopkins here. And uh, but we had a moment on set where I was like, like, what did you do in Silence of the Lambs like to prepare? You know, what is the secret? Like, you know, Mm. and I these were my gestures. I was gesturing like upward and forward with your little man hands. Right. (laughs) And he and it was so great because he said he goes, that's the limitation. I go, what's the limitation? He goes, you're putting me up there as opposed to putting me here. Mm. And when you've put me up there, you're never going to reach it. So when your whole energy is going, how do you do that? He goes, you're, you're literally making me more than I am. I didn't do anything different than what I did for any other movie that I did. All I did was it was perfect timing and it was the perfect movie and it was the perfect time. And that's why it worked. I prepped exactly the same way I prep with everything else. You just put in the work. Yeah. And I, it went from this to like we were buddies, and it changed every audition. It changed every project for me. It was it was one of the most profound experiences. Over That's now.
3: brilliant to hear because I mean that would affect if putting somebody up there would affect your relationship in, in in the scene or whatever, and it's gonna you know saturate itself
4: into playing the scene. exactly when the scene has loved. to ring. He like hearing that. In it together. It's an yeah, energy. It's exactly. an energy, and it's a persona, and it's something that he's not asking for. And but I'm putting him up there and I'm limiting, I'm limiting myself.
0: And plus he's building you up as well. I mean, you can tell when it's a really important scene and there's a weak actor. You can tell.
4: Why'd you look Name, at me?
0: Names. No, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> about Rachel McAdams. Um, oh.
4: <laughs> so she won't be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Next week she was about to. Boom.
0: So Bradley, from behind the scenes, when you're producing like a piece and you're dealing with some of the big names and you have to give candid feedback about some of these big names that you're working with for huge shows um, and shows that have become huge, like Dear Evan mm-hmm. Hansen, um. You kind of still have to be the boss man, even when you're talking about the show with, with J-Lo. You can't be like, oh, I'm Jenny from the block, you know? <laughs> How
5: do you take that star quality out of it and get the job done? Um, you just gotta get out of your head. You got that judgmental voice that's in the back of your head constantly. We all freaking have it, 24 yeah. seven. You just have to learn to bypass it. And I have a kind of a similar story. One of the first things that I ever sold as a young writer, I was 24 years old, and I wrote um, my so first. So last, <laughs> last year? Last year, That's why you're sitting next to me. I want to be on a show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I the Foster spin up? Here comes this giant. <laughs> I'm just one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Do-do-do>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That
5: I wrote a pilot about a young like you a rock star that decides to give it all up and move back home, and somehow some way it got into the hands of Madonna <laughs> Ooh. Wow! now this was
0: 24 year old and Madonna's looking at your stuff and
5: remember Dumb. the movie I there? looked up to was truth or dare yeah. so just right. keep all of right that right, right, running, right 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 this comes full circle right um, so I show up we have a couple meetings at Maverick she's not there it's all her executives yeah. working for the company and then one day I'm walking towards the elevator and I see her walking towards me and my, oh my knees God. start to buckle God. so in that moment I had to like get it together and she starts to walk past me and i was like okay i saw her at least i saw her she's my producing partner i've never had a meeting with her before and then all of a sudden she stops and she turns around and she's like are you bradley <laughs> and i hear it before i turn around and see it and then i turn around and i look at her and i said yeah she's like yeah i just saw your eyes i heard you have the most beautiful blue eyes oh, not to pat myself on the back but my grandfather crazy. is responsible for these eyes you do have very stunning True. eyes yes <laughs> True. I'm so, I like, next to them. so i was like so i was like Yeah. And she's like, come into my office. And she pulled me into her office alone. It's just the two of us. And she sat me down. And in that moment, I had to stop listening to that voice in my head that was doubting myself that I didn't belong in this room with this legend. And we sat there for an hour and a half and had the time of our lives. And so you just have to get out of your own way. Yeah.
0: If I was in the room with her for an hour and a half, I'd be like, I have
5: some notes about Evita. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And that like, yeah. but and that's just changed a- my life, much like you. you yeah. know? That was the moment that I just realized I can't. I love being a fangirl, but at the same time, you just got to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. How did the shift to directing for the Fosters come about? That was one of the scariest things I've done, because uh, you know, I, I as we've talked about today,'m I'm a, I'm a quieter guy. I, I'm a sit back and wait and just process and do the work kind of guy. And um, I finally decided to jump in because both Peter and Joanna had directed a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, and there's three showrunners on our show. I was the only one that hadn't done it yet and so I decided to do it and then we talked about what it should be in the room what my first episode should be and I had just done Romeo and Juliet at the Rockwell
0: amazing show by the way
5: <laughs> and we used all of Pat Benatar's music it was such a blast such wow. a rock wow. rock show mm-hmm. um, no. we decided to do a version of that for the fosters and that's when I knew that I was the only one that could direct it but it was the hardest episode we've done to date We shot an entire musical in six and a half days. Oh my god. um, With 12 songs that were written within a matter of weeks. On a huge set that we had constructed just for this episode so when I decided to do it I just threw myself in and again the scariest thing I've ever done but the time of my life you probably didn't sleep at all I did not I I literally thought I almost had a heart attack like three or four times like (laughs) I would go home and be so anxiety-ridden and I would just have to wake up the next morning and again get out of my own way and just let it go
4: but it's one of those things where like I mean I'm surprised there's three showrunners yeah and, and so you must have
5: a huge faith in the team. We do. It just so happened w- when we created the show, Peter and I did a really good job of selling pilots that never went anywhere. <laughs> 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 you can make really good money doing that, by the way. Um, and then finally this one went. And so we had to be honest with Disney and say, look, thank you for putting us all the way through, but we need a little help. And so we decided to do a search for for someone that could join us in, on the journey, and we found Joanna Johnson, and she is a lesbian woman who's married to um, a Latina uh, 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 woman, fantastic woman. I yeah, exactly. And they have two African-American kids. And so our oh show is about God, two lesbian beautiful. moms raising, you know, a multi family. And she just we knew it the moment we met her that she was the perfect partner for the show. And so it's just worked from the very beginning.
4: That's that's insane. and we all
5: have three very different strengths that really it makes sort of the
4: perfect. But triangle. that but that to me, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a part I'm on Van Helsing, and it's an amazing We have some, so many amazing creatives, showrunners Neela Butte who's one of the best yeah. playwrights out there, Yes, and the idea of having three showrunners just proves that that show is that much more, I feel like um, it's more of a family. There's a lot
5: of family aspect in that for yeah. it to run perfect. The,
0: the, the you, chemistry is run? unbelievable mm-hmm. on, on that you? show. Yeah. I didn't know that
1: was your Yeah.
5: Yeah, and that's that's we talked about that very early on and before the first season even began. That if we're gonna put this honest representation of this beautiful family out to the world, we have to get our shit together and make sure that's what we put forward to the casting crew. And so, kind of what to you were speaking about, like we just make sure that there's we have a no bullshit, no right. asshole policy on our show. Has to be done. And the moment that it happens, we we nip it in a bud. Which is why we lost an actor sort of halfway through our process. Oh. Go back look up IMDb <laughs> and figure out who that is. Oh, <laughs> so that's I, all I, I'll I say about it. But, that's, that's but yeah,
4: like, but no, that makes a lot of sense. Because Neil Abute, like who who I've respected for for like I've yeah. taken his his I've taken acting courses where you do a scene study and and Neil Butte's on it. Mm-hmm. And him being the showrunner and him being one of the most amazing dudes. But I will say, and I'm, I'm sure whoever's listening know, like on Twitter, he wants to kill me in every episode. <laughs> he wants to finish me in every episode, which is hilarious and um but he but for, it goes from the top Jonathan Walker Chad Oaks all those guys are part of uh Van Helsing there's a reason why we're at season 3 and and I think that's a testament to what you guys doing over 100 episodes so I get it it's not it the material's one thing but it's got to origin It's there's got to be this root
5: that has to start from so it you makes a lot of sense you have to allow for purity and honesty and like we all said there's no rehearsal process mm-hmm. and so the audience We'll see that if 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 there's a disconnect between everyone, between your actors on screen, between the behind the scenes crew, you feel it. You know, it's just it's palpable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to take care of your baby. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's take a look uh, at a little section from um, Mother's Day episode. Um, you know, this episode is very close meaning for me. And I know you're very close to your mother. What what gay man is not. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this was I'm
4: close s- to my mom. I keep
0: hoping. <laughs> 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 Have some more that. vodka. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael, Michael poured a lot in this one. I, I saw him. No. Um but I'm,
0: and, I'm almost there. And you can kind of talk us through this. Of course, How Annie Potts. <laughs> Annie Potts being part of anything. Of anything, uh, of <laughs> anything is um, but this this is such a great moment. Go go ahead, Kurt.
6: Sister, from more nights of despair and terror. They gave us the one thing that we dreamed of but didn't dare actually hope for, family. They made us feel safe and for the first time in our young lives, loved, so loved. They made us feel like we were worth something, that we mattered, that someone in the world wanted us. And I know that there's nothing that I can ever give back to them that could equal what they've given to me. But I want my two strong, beautiful, brilliant moms to know that they don't have to hope I'll be the man that they've raised me to be because that's the man I want to be. And I'll always do my best to never let them down.
0: You know... If you have never seen the show, even watching this, it you tells you what me? the show is yeah. is about and what you guys have been able to do in mainstream TV to a family friendly audience mm. um, is is unbelievable. It makes us realize the LGBT community is more than than drag queens as much as we love our drag queens and have naked go go boys. It's it's about how we live our lives as daily people um, and and who we who we come across. Such a beautiful beautiful, That's a beautiful scene. Right? Yeah. If I
3: was wearing mascara right
0: now,
4: oh yeah. please, you I are. <laughs> That's a I mean, p- is, who was that actor that, that gave that speech? Was he in Breaking Bad?
5: No, no, he's not. Oh. His name he is Noah like the Centineo. Guy. He's okay He's, he's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. Really, really talented.
0: Um, so, I mean, just so excited to, to see where the spinoff is. So, Pilar, I wanted yeah. to talk about a different type of approach to a scene. Your scene in Grey's Anatomy, the whole surgical scene, I've always wanted to know, like on Code Black oh and, and all these kind of shows, the camera is buzzing all around. The lines are spit <laughs> out, and it's not just like "pass me the salt." It's "pass me that blah 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 blah." It's right. Like it's a whole different language. And then on top of that, you have 20 people, like on a surgery table, and you're dealing with like animal parts and, and blood uh, yeah. packs meat, and all this kind of stuff. I was
1: suturing meat and like pulling. I don't <laughs> wow. even know what I was pulling out. But there was an actual. Uh, Surgeon that was there to tell me how to actually hold everything and what I was doing, and a, a, a professional nurse who was my assistant in the scene. I guess they're hired for every surgical yep, scene. Yeah. And yeah, and they just corrected me, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I was pulling, I don't know what I was pulling out, putting in the Spitting
3: little... out medical <laughs> jargon and. Yeah. See, just, uh, I would be
0: more scared to do that than to sing for thousands of people. Like, because. If you mess up one little thing, everybody has to restart. It's like filming a big scene with yeah. huge explosions and special effects. I mean, there's a lot writing on making sure that you hit your mark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I
4: mean, it, it, it is a different. I'm a huge fan of it, and my brother is a doctor, and he's and, oh. and he loves he loves. How old your brother? <laughs> uh, doctor, doctor. More importantly, how tall? Yeah. <laughs> same, same size. Um, oh. <laughs> but I, lo- I loved all the great. I, I'm a huge Greys fan, so I love that stuff. But what what is always blew my mind is when you not only do you have to spit the dialogue that you just learned, but then you have the ha- have to have the action in there, and then you you mentally think of what the action is. And then you're in the scene, and everyone's telling you different reactions that you have to do, and you have to stay on point. That that I'd rather just punch somebody and walk really, away. Really, so I, I had fun. It was fun. That's awesome. It was. It's awesome.
3: I did this bit part years ago. Speaking of medical tra- trauma, it was on for like a year, or some time ago, and I was just a paramedic. San Francisco based, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was like ER and helicopters, mm. and uh, and it was it was like a paragraph of medical jargon that they they truncated down to you know a five or under. Mm -hmm. And of course, no rehearsal. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing, we were supposed to put a gurney into the helicopter while I'm spewing off the condition (laughs) of this guy. And it's like, you know, BP, blah, 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 all this other stuff, pronator drift and all that. And- at the last second, he decides, well, this person doesn't look like this name, and changes the name, which that one word, now all Changed of a sudden I'm like... Because it gets you back like, in your head. Exactly. And I'm like, well, I don't even know how to put the gurney up. Let's just <laughs> <laughs> I had to put a gurney in a helicopter. Yeah. and So I can only imagine. Yeah, that's it's great. Know, it's just... meat.
1: Yeah, and then even the NCIS thing. I'm sure you've done some action stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, let's
0: watch the NCIS scene, oh, okay. shall
1: we? Perfect <laughs> yeah. timing. Because, you know,
0: and all of these shows on Law and & Order and the NCIS, is, the guest stars have to nail the role and develop a chemistry with the audience in, in two seconds. Otherwise, nobody believes anything for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, let's take a little peek at okay. NCIS. God, could
1: you two be any more uncool?
4: <laughs> the teenage years are upon us. we we'll see ya.
1: Did you say something?
4: Is everything okay? You've been quiet all night.
1: No, it's fine, it's just work.
3: The car's acting up again. We're Wait a minute, let's see.
0: Okay, just a small scene.
1: (laughs) Damn, lady! It was so much fun, and Tony (laughs) Warren. It was so much fun, you guys. You are crazy. I love it. I love it. I
5: get it.
0: Now, what's the audition for something like that, though?
1: Oh, the audition. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's not. (laughs) You
2: crawl out of a burning car.
1: And then we had like a stationary uh, one day was we were in a set and we were on a car with green screen behind us and we had to pretend to like be yeah. flipping around in the car and the director's going, okay, left now and then right now. It's and like then a Star Trek original series throwing episode. they fake glasses yeah. at us and it was, it's just, it was. You're
3: throwing um, fake
0: glasses. They
1: were, they were. Now, Pilar,
0: you have played everything from like the vixen, the sexy girl to like the newscaster. Uh, um, with all of the talk of equality and better roles for women, um, have you seen any changes in the quality and the type of roles that you're being called in for?
1: Have I? Uh, let's see. I mean, I just feel I feel like it just keeps getting better and better. It does. And I'm just breaking into to movies. I don't know if, if you knew that. I just did an Adam McKay movie back in November and Noah Bomback movie in uh in January, which was great, I did a scene with Adam Driver, which he was so oh, I love amazing. I, bet he's great. Was I remember amazing. his first
0: episode of Girls. I'm like, who is this weirdo? Yeah. I yeah. couldn't stop watching. Yeah. And then as I grew into Girls, I'm like, he is—he's somebody hard. that we are going yeah. to watch out for because his method of acting was so different from the time. It reminded me of like Marlon Brando when he first hit the totally. scene. You're like, oh, yeah. his acting style doesn't fit anything that we're watching, but it's totally believable and we buy into it. And of course now, you know, he's a huge mm-hmm. A-lister.
1: Yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> we <laughs> talk I about Adam Driver, and we're like, that. Remember. <laughs> "Adam Driver in the vodka. What's happening?" Just with the quality <laughs> of, of of roles, and, and
0: now you're getting into films.
1: Yeah. No. I I just feel like I mean, it's just about again, not playing the victim. It's it's going out mm-hmm. there and creating your work or doing you know, and just meeting people and being open to the possibilities because there are many possibilities out mm-hmm. in the world. You just have to not be like, well, oh, they don't. I have girlfriends now. I guess I'll just say it. I have girl like my white like some of my white friends. They're like, now there's no roles for me, and I'm like, I have a
0: lot of (laughs) I have a lot of older male uh, white men that are that tell me the same thing that they can't they can't get better roles and now they're losing out and it's like, you know, it's it's a whole mix. Everybody's always going to be on the outside looking in, and that's just what it is. And I'm just afraid. You know, we're talking so much about diversity and equality. I think it's losing its importance because now we're just we hear that conversation and we kind of just kind of glaze over. It's like, yeah, well, we're all for it unless we're an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, so that's what's hot now. What's gonna What's gonna be the next hot subject? And is it gonna go back to what it was before, Listen, or do you think a- we're on the path to a permanent? a uh, future for everybody, not just certain groups. for every
1: have you guys seen Roseanne yet?
5: Yeah. No. I haven't.
1: How beautiful is that little boy.
5: Which oh yes, yeah. I do. Fantastic. Think, yeah, yeah. 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 I I think you I'm have. not watching Roseanne, sorry. I know. <laughs> I feel yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> I watched the first episode, and then I really sort of dug into what everyone was saying. And it's I, really And I finally had to come around and agree.
0: I have no doubt that it's a great show. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought it back. And Roseanne is a very smart businesswoman.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the way she changed TV when it first came was, I mean, do you guys remember? Oh, it changed totally. my Everybody life. Everybody was like, what yeah. is this? And yeah. now we're going what's this? But we're talking about behind the scenes. We're not talking about the show. The show I've heard is such a great quality show. But But for
3: everything you disagree with on it, just, just to digress really quick, there are some great things like, like, you know the, the 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 boy. I mean, there's some great you know things that they are being touch on, yeah. it's, it's to a mass audience too. So you know, I but think when she when
5: she went after the Parkland students, when she those pictures of her dress as Hitler resurfaced, where she's putting oh. you know burnt cookies into the oven, like that's where I have to draw the well, line. Absolutely, you know what oh, I mean? I don't and think I've Yeah, those
0: pictures were taken for a Jewish satire magazine and anything out of context I would sound pretty bad if somebody (laughs) took portions of my conversation. even in context sometimes but it's her energy and I totally agree and we're totally on off point but I totally agree there's a huge American culture that's now talking about certain phrases and talking about certain situations that never would have but the interesting thing is the Fosters did that and the Fosters didn't have to be outlandish behind the scenes but it's, it's such it's such a give and take is well, but we still have to stand by our morals. Coachella has been a huge thing because the owner of Coachella has given to anti-LGBT and, really? uh, and anti-abortion groups vehemently, like he contributes a lot to these groups, yet every gay boy that it's we know was spending, yeah, right. yeah. And well, was spending and, their life and savings and to go Beyonce to this festival. Beyonce
3: being the the first black woman to ever headline the show. I mean, so there's it's this weird sort of catch-22. You can hate it, but they, oh, there's something to love about it, and it's... I, mean. I, I think
4: I think I think one of the sources, I think the big source is we want to tell stories, and I'm going back to the original no, question, yeah. and we yep. want to tell stories, and and I think the idea of, um, you know, when you say your white friends are sitting there going like. Uh, they're
1: going to be like, are you talking about me on no. this radio? <laughs> 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 no, but I, I, what I really
4: fell in love with, and one of, one, one of my good friends who I did a film with, who Academy Award nominee Virgin, Virginia Madsen said... Love her. She, she's amazing, and she gave me one of the, the best pieces of advice. She says, just fall in love with the hustle. Yes, that's it. Yes. Once you fall in love with the hustle, mm-hmm. everything opens up. So you may not get these roles, but it's the hustle as opposed to sitting there going, you've done a few projects and you, you're you entitled to this, you're entitled mm-hmm. to that. Get away from that. Just fall in love with the hustle, because that is the job more than anything else. So once you do that, then you can go and 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 get the projects that you really want to get, because you want to hustle for it. You want to get it. If you don't get it, you're gonna fall in love with something else. And that, to me, was something that really changed my my focus on of as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, uh, once I've done this gig for, for so long. I've gotten to this point. I should be sitting back and expecting projects to come for me. But if I, if I have this schoolboy vigor of going, I love doing this. I love going after a role and getting the role. That, to me, changes everything. Then you can tell the stories.
0: And, and Virginia Madsen, <coughs> she was responsible for that whole uh, actresses over
1: 50 movement.
0: Yes. And that was wow. before all of this talk of equality, and Did she was spearheading it. Sharon
1: that. Stone, how she turned herself, uh, for the movie that just came out, It was she was supposed to be the mom. Yes, and it, yes, yes, yes. And Sharon Stone, she is another you know, behind the scenes, she is a worker. This is the, scene, I, is a this is the Sher- a Sharon Stone-inspired cut. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. yeah.
0: great. Wow. And sh- her skin is flawless, by the way. Yeah. Sharon's...
4: But, I mean, that's where you need to go. You need, And then you take away from anybody else controlling your career. Just fall in love with the hustle.
1: Well, I'm just going to say real quick on that. It's not just the hustle, which I love the hustle as well, but it's also just falling in love with people. Mm-hmm. It's also just about connecting with people and, and building those relationships and making fans and making friends.
0: Okay, now let's talk about this for all of you guys okay. because uh, I do so much research for the show. Um, and I've been friends with the two of you on Facebook for the like, last couple of years. The way you guys interact with fans, uh, it's very uh, impressive, but it's also very different. So like Pilar, you do your YouTube series and you talk about like, oh, I'm going to therapy and you're talking about, you know, you're just really open, like here's me without makeup. And Alex, we know your fans. In fact, uh, Alex Ponovic fans, we are answering (laughs) your questions. Do not, do not (laughs) think we're not answering your questions because we got a lot of questions. So we will be answering your questions. Your fans are very, very emphatic.
4: They're awesome.
0: And at mm. the conventions and and all that, and then Bradley, you know you share who you're dating, you share like your your silly Facebook mm-hmm. quizzes that you do. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys draw the line in showing too much of your personal life, and could it get a little uh a little too much if we know too much about uh, behind the, the scenes, you know?
4: You know uh, for me personally, I have a few friends that are are quite um, quite famous and they they, they ask me like this, Tony <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they, they've, they've asked me the same questions like in friends that I've grown grown up with who who, who I feel like um, uh, you know they've been a part of shows that have a really huge following and I and they've asked me the same thing and I've go, ah, this is my job. I put it out there and And there has been times where I was I was like, um, I'm not willing to share that. And they've respected it because I've been open. Yeah, so open. I'm I'm comfortable being open. Um, other people, um, I, I know I, I have a few friends, and 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 they have all the right to it, and I respect it. But this is what I walked into, and I really mm-hmm. enjoy my job. You so, inspire people. Yeah, and I'm I'm really I'm really that's exactly it and literally like i remember a conversation on twitter where a fan said something and i said something something to the effects of well let's just have a cuddle puddle and we'll all we'll all have a good time it has turned oh, into boy. a
0: movement and on the rocks it's part of the cuddle puddle it's, yeah. it's, it's literally cu- i
4: want to join it's literally a twitter account named cuddle puddle nation i think i'm the only boy in <laughs> no i don't think you are <laughs> but but the thing is it the, 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 these people have come come about and fans that i have interacted with that i've become friends with mm-hmm. and and it's literally this cuddle puddle nation Twitter account that I interact with a lot of the times because I see what I the biggest thing that really um, makes me smile is is the friendships that they've gotten through each other yes. and that different is different countries by different the way. countries yep. and they've connected and they've talked and they would FaceTime and that to me blows my mind and and I love all, each and every one of them for it and and especially that you know the small portion that I can contribute that that find each other each other out there and friends um Lori Colleen all all, all the beautiful women that that are a part of it and and it's uh, I'm thankful, very thankful it for it. It brings people together. Yeah. So they yeah.
1: they have people.
0: And Lori, by the way, has become a fan of the show. She stays up huge fan She's up, she, pa- she's up she's she's right in, now. A, I just yes. texted her. Oh yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> definitely up. And Lori, we're gonna be answering your questions as well. Uh, but she started to listen to the show and she it's it's uh, she's in England, right?
4: She's in England.
0: So it's like 3, 4 in the morning for her, and she, she stays she, up to watch. She's at
4: 5 in the morning, but after I was on, she was watching you after. So She, she sends
0: me messages, sweet messages she, all the time. She loves in you. In fact, she did some fan art. Kurt, did you get the last email? <laughs> yeah, this is See? an ink this is an ink portrait oh, wow. Uh, wow. that she did in ink you guys. I know. I know. She's pretty awesome.
4: She's great. And I she mean knows. the the whole crew is awesome. Natalie, um, um, Colleen Colleen is from my hometown and I met her in a, at a at a Comic-Con there. And it was really interesting because she was very shy to come up, and I just, I just sensed the shyness, and I just gave her the biggest effing hug that yes. I could ever give. So I just have
0: to be shy around you, and then I get a hug. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna get more than a hug. <laughs>
4: you know
2: uh,
0: what? Uh, Uh, I'm such a huge Star Trek fan and James Doohan who plays Scotty um, this was when the conventions kind of first started in the 70s and there was this girl there and I guess she just just looked sad and she had gone to her first convention and she had told him that she had problems with depression and she didn't even know if she was going to make it to that convention and he says here's what I want you to do is I want no matter where I am in the United States I want you to follow me to every convention and I will have dinner with you Mm. and she did and then she She had something to look forward to, and and yes. they talked about her problems, and you know, and that's a case where it, where it works well. Sometimes fans can be a little crazy though
1: yeah
0: um and Bradley, yeah, you know, you're involved in so many opportunities for people, and does that make you build up walls with making new friends mm-hmm. um, because everybody wants to be in Hollywood, you know what I mean? Yeah,
5: yeah.
4: sorry, real quick. Lori just said she's from
5: Wales, not England. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> all y'all can drink a lot. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean that. No, it's okay. Um, well, really quickly, going back to the question before this, you, uh, we have a lot of you know teenage and 20 something fans that follow us, and they're very vulnerable with us yes. online. They share so much with us, and so who am I to sort of build up a wall and not share back? You know and if I, when I was a teenage kid, I would have died for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And so I have a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome right now. Mm. You know, I'm really enjoying it. And I put it out there and I don't, I don't build up walls. I just, I, I trust my gut. And I think that's what yeah. I really do as I maneuver my way through this business in this town is just listen to your gut, listen to your heart, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. as cheesy true. as that sounds it's honestly true <laughs> no so but sometimes.
0: it's very true my, my weakness is uh, cute boys and unfortunately it has not gone so well for <laughs> well, me <laughs> I have a very cute boyfriend
5: so I'm good in that oh point. my wow, god every
0: time you guys post a couple pic I'm like isn't that special <laughs> oh. <laughs> no you guys are very very handsome and there's such a great energy uh, as well you just you surround yourself with a lot of good people and it's, it's evident in each project that you touch mm. your first time meeting J-Lo yeah what was that like
5: um it happened so fast Uh, she she showed up to just say hey I want to do this project with you guys Um, let's dive in and then we just set a bunch of meetings and we went out there and we sold the show together and then she you know was very involved in that first season and so she just became a partner and we just started the work right away
0: One of the fan questions I got from you is, how did you uh, come in contact with Peter, of course Peter Page, um, and you guys seem to work really, really well together from your interviews on the red carpets to the projects that you put out. You seem to have a very uh, deep respect and know what the other does in terms of creating uh, projects. How did that come about?
5: He, He was on Queer as Folk at the time. They were, I think, towards the end of their last season, and he had just directed a movie at the time called Say Uncle, and they were looking for finishing funds. And at the time, I was working in development for a company that had film financing, and we were introduced through a mutual friend. Um, And I fell in love with his film, and who he was as an actor, as a person, the kinds of stories he wanted to put out into the world. Um, uh, And then, at the end of the day, my company, Wanted to fund it, decided not to, and that had happened so many times at this company that I was working for. We would get to sort of the final step of like pulling the trigger, and they would always pull out. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, easy, which is never fun. <laughs> easy, um. never fun. And so finally, I had to be honest with myself. <laughs> Sometimes necessary. <laughs> Better yeah. late than pregnant. Yep. Bradley again. <laughs> Bradley. I'm shocked. Silence. See? Family friendly. Point. Yes. <laughs> See? We're <laughs> true. We're Your nasty. boyfriend is like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, I finally went to the head of the company and said, I can't do this anymore. I, I want to do something that, you know, I want to get s- stuff done. And so I quit. Um, Wow and on that day that I quit it was a couple months later the first person I thought of was Peter Page he just popped into my head and I called him and I said I just quit my job have no idea what I'm doing for the rest of my life but do you want to have coffee (laughs) and so we went and had coffee and we talked about the kinds of stories we want to tell in this world and the kinds of things we want to put out into the world and by the end of that coffee hangout we decided to just start writing together And the next day we met, we sat on a couch, and we just started riffing, and it's been 12 years. That's wow. Um, and it really is like a marriage, and I think that's why you sort of feel what you feel yep. between the two of us, is we we do have to check in with each other, and we do have to just really take care of each other through all of the chaos this town kind of throws at you.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, as actors and people in the industry, when we're getting paid for a certain job, it's like, okay, well that's that's a sure thing as much as anything in this industry can be sure. Mm. It's so hard to make the decision to change projects or to move on from something or to say no to, to something. What are some of the contributing factors when you guys know this is probably, or maybe it's not the right project for me and I'm gonna have to move on?
1: Well, I've just had to say no as a woman to a few things because it's unnecessary nudity in something that's just exploitive and you know things like that and i'll be like
0: i do have to say nudity has gotten very equal opportunity especially on hbo and showtime yes, yes.
3: <laughs> but would you do it if it's important to if the it's story important lo- to the yeah. story
1: absolutely okay. absolutely but one time i auditioned for a horror movie where it was like tentacles Just. coming out of my boobs and whatever you know i, I was like no i'm good thank you I he got it
4: <laughs> yeah i got it no i told i totally agree there's a there's a lot of stuff that you know that i'll walk away from and you and you know early in your career you want to tell stories and you want to get the jobs and you want to move to a point where you know you can have the opportunity to say no and and there's stuff that i've said no to that i like you said like you know for you it's the nudity for me it's you know, because I'm six foot five and, and I've always wanted to tell stories on an emotional end of the spectrum. And I knew that my, my quote unquote hit was I'm big and so there's a lot of physicality involved. And I'm, I've, I've been physical in my life um, with, with boxing and, and stuff that I've done in stunts. Um, and then there's times where you want to tell the story, like I, the, the film that I did with Ashton Kutcher and Michelle Pfeiffer. You had to
0: gain a bunch of weight.
4: Yeah, I put on 60 pounds. And it wasn't muscle, by the way. I put on 60 pounds, didn't put, didn't, didn't do one push up, And I've never felt more terrible in my life except when I was on set. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly the perfect character that I wanted to play. I didn't want to look powerful at all. And, um, and it, it, it's stuff like that, that catapults me to the next level of how I want to do my work and I get I get it there's a hit for a big guy and there's a hit where you know it is fun to do the role and it is fun to get him part of a big big project where I am you know the heavy I am the tough guy and 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 I think one of the best things one of the when researching roles and being a part of it was James Galdafini said that there is no bad guy there's just somebody that wants it more than the other person mm-hmm. And and that's what spoke to me. I never liked being the bad guy, but the idea of understanding what my frame is, understanding, you know, the, the the composition of what the frame would be in the film or TV show that I just want it more than the other person and that turns into the the, the, the struggle of of what the person needs and what the film needs. And that's what I and, and so I love the idea of of every project that I do, finding something new, finding a different story that I can tell, as opposed to the heavy. And um, so, yeah, that's where I kind of like moving forward. God,
3: so many great nuggets from you tonight. I'm just, I am just—I feel like I should pay you at the end of the, of the <laughs>
4: show.
0: <laughs> Between vodka! The Virginian... Vodka! God, more more vodka. vodka! I was prepared to pay 20. <laughs> I do have my thong on. Oh. How much? How much fabric is that phone? <laughs> Six foot five. It's like let's get a few bolts. Make it work. Make it work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now Bradley, at producing. When is it time to say you know what this project is just probably not going to work out? um well, yeah, please tell me. Yeah, yeah. please Because you I'm, got into I'm, producing.
1: I'm, I just produced yeah. a play, and I'm probably going to produce another play at the end of the year. But I'm looking at producing a couple. Movies, producing so uh, plays,
0: girl, you really want to lose a lot of money, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
1: There's no so, money no, in no, plays. I know, but it's a learning experience, and it's giving yeah. back to the community and the theater that's trained me and been there for me through my. It's the best way to build too,
5: honestly. It's building yeah. you models really, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So tell me. um For us, for us, I will not name the project, but we have. A a show recently at a major network, and I uh, I know. In fact, I haven't mentioned it. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and um, there were about twenty executives involved in this project. Too many. And uh, we had something that we all thought was very special at the very beginning. And then sometimes what happens is all those executives get in the room. No one wants to take responsibility, but everyone feels like they have to have an opinion, Mm. and it just whittles it down and it whittles it down, and it whittles it down, and what they once bought becomes something so completely different, and so not special, and not out of the box, and you finally just sometimes have to say, guys, you killed the creative process, Mm. and this can't happen anymore. Like, there's a reason that we're the artists, and you're the executives find a balance executives should be creative of course but you have to trust the artists the actors the directors you just really do
4: it (laughs) seems like an old story though because i feel like that that's it's almost common sense yeah and and so i don't understand the executive because i've been producing too and i've produced a film called numb and and i i understand that idea and i just can't wrap my head around an executive that will rather shoot it down than build it up Agreed, agreed, and that's but for why
0: a money person. That just—it's like dealing with a banker that or, or a lawyer.
4: Any kind of art, I
3: mean, even you know, f- even as it down to, you know, fine art, you know, right? And, you know, the, the people with the money and what they want to carry, and you know, just to—I dem- don't want to say diminishes, but, <laughs> you you know, but it's just but hard it,
4: to wrap can. your head. It's just hard to wrap your head around when the people that brought the project and you liked it, and I. I that that's the stuff that i can't really connect to yet
5: yeah um of how an executive can rather would rather tear it down than build it up well we're in a business that that is now run by huge conglomerates right. and sometimes that's... the things that are really out of the box scare the living right. shit out of but them but
1: nowadays those things are making money
5: that's but that's exactly it, and they learn the hard way, and then they get a hit. That's something that's out of the box, and then they want 24 more of those of the same thing. Yes, range. yes, same yeah. Instead of going for the other, it's like little let's do nugget, a new
0: drag race competition. Yeah, um, it's already out. Right. Yeah, and it's right. doing really well. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah, we don't need 20 shows now about uh, drag queens. Yeah. Yes, I. You yeah. got the lightning in a bottle. Get another bottle. So,
1: did you walk t- away? You walked away from that project because there was. You
0: yeah. guys, it was so upsetting for me because I know what it was, and, we and the creative talk team was unbelievable. But we're, that's all we're going to say. It might
5: have a life. We just we're not going to be involved. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Alex. Let's talk about third season of Van Helsing. Yeah. Sitting with a character, Julian. Yeah. The character has changed Julius. so much. Julia, sorry.
4: Julian was actually a character in iZombie that I played.
0: Yeah, okay, yes, yes. So. Yeah, that, that, and meant. I like to eat, eat at Orange meant. Julius, which is a
4: shout-back to the <laughs> 90s, but Got yes.
0: Um, oh, your character true. has changed so much. The show has changed so much. And I think, talking about producers listening, I think the producers, mm-hmm. uh, they listen to what the fans have to say. And the the show has evolved with the fans' mm-hmm. um, interaction. And it, the show is so popular. I want to do a flashback to one of your um, earlier scenes. Um, uh, here we go. Here's if you want to be scared of Alex.
2: Okay. Nothing. And yet I was told a child was still my trivia. I collected the child. I promise you. But you lost him. I was looking forward to that delicacy.
4: There is nothing like the freshly suckled blood
2: of a newborn. The arrangement has been broken. I did my bidding.
4: Broken by whom?
2: All
3: right,
0: so that's a flashback from t- to the first season.
3: I think I just gave birth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honey, I'll buy you a newborn if that's all it takes.
3: <laughs>
4: that was that was an interesting scene because it was wasn't written like that on the page, and Simon Barry wrote it, and it was it, I loved the scene so much, and and he was so generous with me playing with that scene so much because it wasn't written. Um, uh, uh, blocking wise the way we did it and and, I, and having suggestions and Simon Berry was uh, he was a part of the creative process in the first season first season and uh, him being so generous letting us play letting us find our, our character in it and again first season um, so that that thing was built with just him letting me play. Which is great. You can
0: play all you want. Uh, Amanda Buskell <laughs> wants to know, have you ever kept a prop from any of your shows, whether you were allowed to or you, or you took it? Wow. Um, <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm in season three, right? <laughs> um, I, I've, I've kept a, a prop from um, um, season two of uh, Dirk Gently. I kept the, the, actually not a prop, just the, the back of the chair. I just swiped the back of the chair. That's it. Yeah, that's it.
0: I did children's theater and I took half the set with me. <laughs> no. I was like, it was
4: into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really I really haven't stolen much. Well that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good, Alex. Yeah, I'm still Very honorable. Show. I'm still on the show. Remember that. I'm still on the show. <laughs> yes. All <Yeah>. right.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh Bradley, I want to talk about the projects you have coming up uh, sure. with DreamWorks. Mm. Uh Four Eyes. Yes. Tell me. A little bit about that.
5: Uh, it's an animated series, um, so it's our first foray into that world. Um, Is your first cause animated? Because mm-hmm. they've conquered every other world. Yeah, like, where do you I go know. from well, that's here? What we're talking about change, yeah.
1: right? You yes. gotta find the next. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I can't talk too much about it because we, we're being of very course. secretive about it. But it, it's very Amblin-esque. That's all I I'll say. I think it's about it's,
1: someone wearing glasses. It mm. is. <laughs> but it's
5: what you can see through those glasses. It's, it's, oh. What I will say, oh. it's about a young boy who somehow comes upon these glasses around 13 years old. And he can see your soul. And what, wow. w- and love it already. And if you're out of alignment with your soul, he, he oh can help God, you Bradley. become in alignment with your soul. So you might have the soul of a ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex, or you might have the soul of a ballerina, for example. Wow. Yeah. So it's, we're exploring yeah. that kind of a thing. I my soul is Garland. Wait, you wrote this? Yeah, Peter and I wrote it. Wow, yeah. that's beautiful. And the the guy that directed um, Nine, which was an animated film a couple of years ago that Tim Burton produced, he is yeah. working with us on it. And
0: you know we were talking about or is how it eight? to. It might be eight. No, no, it it's it, nine. it was nine. nine right? Yeah, yeah. Um, how to get your message past producers? Animation does it so well. Yeah. Pixar and DreamWorks. They put so much adult humor and so many other messages through their animated, and probably the producers like, I don't get it. Uh, oh <laughs> you know what I mean? Mind. Animation yeah. still tells these stories, and I was so excited that Coco did so well this last uh, year. It's so gorgeous. I wouldn't have invested money in Coco to be honest. I've been like, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. uh, Book of Love uh, kind of had that same that energy. Was the same thing, it and it was beautiful, do, yeah. and it 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 just it just fell flat. Okay,
5: this musical, Sleepy Hollow musical. I know. How are you going to have a
0: singing headless man? <laughs>
5: <laughs> we have partnered with Google on this, okay. and they're developing new technology for the show. Oh, wow.
1: my God, wow. Bradley, <laughs> you keep blowing my mind. I know, yeah. right? When do
0: you sleep, by the way? I really don't.
5: Um, <laughs> Your poor partner. He's I like, know. oh, God.
1: What's his
0: name? Vinny.
5: He's Vinny. very Italian. Oh, my God, you guys are so handsome. He's he's, he's a very handsome man.
1: Both
0: of you guys are so handsome, it's mm. like it hurts. Mm. <laughs> 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 and I'm like on grinder Swipe. I'm like swipe no, <laughs> it's not going to happen
5: um but it's a it's a true rock opera and we're taking the original story and it's it's generations later and it's all about what happened in that town long ago but how n- they now use the original legend to keep everyone in line and keep everyone in fear oh. and that's how they control oh, I love their it. town and the controlling the masses with an idea movie where they controlled
1: the town what was that movie The Village The Village Yeah
5: but it's all about how this, this New Yorker, um, Ichabod Crane III, comes back to town mm-hmm. to find out what really happened to his grandfather and mm. to the woman wow. in white. Um, and he just cracks the town wide open. But it's a really cool rock opera. The music's incredible. Google's a really great partner. And the what technology do they do? is going can,
1: can you tell us something about technology?
5: Um, the whole world is built out of Ichabod Crane third's writings. And so, what you learn about him is he's, he's a struggling writer back in New York. And he comes to town and he's going to tell the story, the real true story of Sleepy Hollow. And so, as he's behind his computer, sorry his typewriter suddenly the pages start to fly out of his typewriter and the pages his writings create the entire world Mm -hmm. so everything is made out of the pages of his typewriter and then of course the technology behind headless um, is really incredible we're devising we're coming up with this sort of Thing that sits across the actor's face so that it, it reads almost as darkness, but then every once in a while you'll get a piece of his mouth, or you'll get a piece of his eye. Oh. Bradley, you're just, always like 10 mm. steps ahead of like everything. Well, yeah. you know, we're still building, we're, we're testing the technology, but we'll see what happens.
1: When is this supposed to? Um,
5: technically, it's on my bio, but I, The Wallace is going to kill me. But we're premiering in 2019 at The Wallace, and then. Um Can I
0: please come to some of the rehearsals? Yes. I'll leave
5: my phone in the yeah. car.
0: Like, I will, just, yeah. I just want to. Don't you guys just want to hang out with Bradley like for days? I just do. Saturate. I do. It's
5: ridiculous. Um, and we did we did the first stage reading of The Wallace this past summer, and Tamira Gray was in it. Do you remember her from American Idol? She's now starring in Once on This Island on Broadway. Wait, she's
1: a really tall black Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. She Yeah. Short hair. Right. She's incredible. Yes.
5: Yeah. Wow. Um. And Reeve Carney, who was the original Spider Man on Broadway, he played Ichabod. So poor it's, guy. I, I was know. about to say, Poor guy, too. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that story, oh, too. He's got stories. The now. year was 2000. <laughs> it was the best of times, oh, it was the worst you know. of times. <laughs> Julie Taymor. Hey, right. where has Julie Taymor been, by the way? I don't know. Oh, wait, she did M. Um, Butterfly, right? That yeah, just opened last yeah. fall or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, Titus was one of the my, my favorite, favorite films uh, that she did. Yeah. Talk about a vision. Uh, making modern beauty. Um, Pilar, cultural background yes. Mexican, Japanese, Caucasian. What the hell do you eat at Thanksgiving? And what was growing up like?
1: We eat turkey and ham. That's so boring. <laughs> well, sometimes my, my well, I have to. My parents are divorced, so I go between two homes as well. But my grandmother on the Japanese side, she'll make egg rolls and other things like that to contribute to. Yeah, you know, there's always egg rolls. Mm. <laughs> so. There should always be egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Give me breakfast. Yes, I'll have but an egg Mexican roll, please. On the Mexican side, we. I mean, sometimes we have tamales, um, but usually it's just turkey and ham, and then the tamales in a little bit here and there, but it's not on the table usually. Yeah.
0: But like, how about the family fights and like. <laughs> just that spitfire energy were you were you a crazy bad girl me yeah no. like in high school what group
1: were you in i was oh I was law i i don't know I was I was I, I had go- glasses and braces and all and then, then I got rid of it all and
0: We have a picture. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did You see the beard? I know. She just
4: she looked over. <laughs> she was petrified. <laughs> <That> was <awesome. laughs> um I don't
1: know. I yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself an outcast. I just didn't really fit in in one particular group.
0: I find mm-hmm. the outcasts in high school make the most successful people in the world. 100%. I
5: yeah. had
1: an IHP club. What? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I hate Pilar. Oh. oh that means you're popular.
0: If people hate you, then you're popular. They have to love you enough to hate you. That's exactly right. Yeah.
4: That's on point. You yeah. did
0: better than... than yeah, they made wow. the
4: effort to do that. That should make a
3: T-shirt. Now. Yeah,
0: that's effort. That. that means that there was jealousy involved. That means there was a whole lot going yeah. involved. The I love the head cheerleader. She probably got pregnant right after high school, <laughs> <laughs> or during. And she lived. went on a sabbatical <laughs> for nine months and lives in the same town. Yes, mm. yeah. that's not bad. By the way, I still that's go to OC fine. visit that's my fine. my peeps. You're from OC? Yes, born and raised. Nice. Same. I was the. Oh, really? What yeah. part?
5: Uh, Laguna Beach.
0: Born and raised in San Clemente. Shut up. Yeah, my first gay bar was the Boom Boom Room. Same. And <laughs> I would sneak oh in. Sorry, my God. Like, like
5: 16 years old. We started sneaking in. My mom sh- had to drag me leave? into my first gay bar. No. <laughs> should we leave? You guys go ahead. No, you can stay. No, watch. In, <laughs> in, 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 in,
0: <laughs> my mom literally dragged me by the hand into my first gay bar because I was like, you know, I don't feel. She's like, this is your people. Let's go find out who they are. Drag me in. That's beautiful. Uh, but then, do you remember when it used to be? Because I still go visit. There's only one little gay bar. They used to Main have Main Street. It's called Main Street. Oh god, it yeah. should be off street. It's <laughs> yeah. so awful. It's so awful. Uh,
5: there's, Why do they only
1: have one gay bar? The it's, community has
5: changed. It's become wealthy, and you know, when we were growing up, it was all hippies and artists, artists. and gay oh, wow. men. You know, it was a really beautiful town to grow up wow. in. Yeah.
0: Um, but there was like five bars, right? And the streets used to be packed. Pat and that was coming out. You met older, younger people that had been out, people that were still in the closet. It was so crazy, it's, it's not that anymore. No. That's yeah. so funny that, yeah. okay, That's cool. yeah. Wow. I was the only Latino, believe it or not, in my uh, Southern California uh, private school.
1: Are you 100%?
0: 100% private. <laughs> 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 no, so we're Mexican and Spanish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I won't tell you which half. <laughs> uh, mm. No, but it's just, it's just a, an OC memory because uh, I went to Santa Margarita uh, High School yeah. and that's where they film like the Housewives of OC. And we weren't that. I mean, I got scholarships, whatever. So, our first time going into Cota de Casa, which is the rich, that's where the housewives live, uh, we pulled up and the security guard said, Oh, no, no, the, the servants and the help go into a different gate. Wow. And my mom revved oh, her edge oh, and she's oh. like, No, 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 we're here visiting.
2: Oh,
4: my wow.
0: God. Eat that OC yeah all right so we are going to end the show unfortunately we have talked about so many great things we had such a great time yeah um so we we play a little uh game it's not even a game it's just it's just fun little questions nothing too deep we do rapid fire so we're going to do rapid fire and then you're going to tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you and alex your rapid fire is from all your fans i didn't even have to do any oh, homework we so go. fans now now this is your time who wants to go first
5: Fans, let's go with your fans. All right, let's do it. All
0: right, Alex. From Laurie Williams, your favorite pickup line that you use?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I know, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Come Um, here. My favorite pickup line that I use, I I don't do pickup lines. He doesn't need one. You look wonderful. I don't got one.
1: What do you do when you (laughs) walk up to a woman? Um, he just has to stand there, and they're like, ah, 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 ah. You. and if they're blind, he's like, give me your hand. Re- I, come
0: I, with <laughs> me if you want to live. Alex, hungry, come. <laughs> 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 My new ringtone.
4: <laughs> Alex, <laughs> hungry, <being> come.
0: <laughs> come. Oh, <wow. laughs> Head, headless, team, oh, We've got Jesus. it
4: all. All right. <laughs>
0: so you really just no pickup? But we, I, all, I don't, we all have our thing that 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 we kind of go. go to I now.
4: honestly don't. I don't have one. It's it's whatever's in the conversation, whatever's in the room, I whatever whatever it is. I don't have a pickup line. I was in a relationship for nine years with a very amazing woman, and I just um, so I never had a pickup line.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And you are very private about your dating life, which I love because your fans can can put their own fantasies together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have Photoshopped myself into many of your pictures. (laughs) Uh, From Natalia Webster, if you could become one of your characters in real life, which one would you choose? Oh, if I could become one of
4: my characters in real life. I loved loved Silas in Dirk Gently just because he was such a protector and he he had... uh, um, there was a gravitas about him that that was all about protecting.
0: You were also t- ten feet taller than any other yeah, actor in yeah. that. <laughs> it was it was,
4: it was that was a really fun role because I was I was I had the big beard and there was a very fa- fantastical world, and and the BBC by the way it was BBC uh, yeah, yeah so it was real it was it was just a Max Landis did it and. and oh. the, a lot of people Here's a picture you guys yeah. what I'm <laughs> And but, but it was it was this very imposing figure that all he wanted to do was protect Lee uh, Matt Jube, who's on my left and um and that was I loved I love that. I love that.
0: All right, also from Natalia, what superhero would you like to play in a film and do away with anybody else that has played superhero so any superhero is up for grabs.
4: Hulk. Yeah. I just want to I just want to I just want to tear shit up.
0: Mm. Easy. Alex what? What
4: are you thinking? Michael.
0: I want to see you like in a suit, like a Bruce Wayne. Really? Yeah. Or the Joker.
4: The Joker. I
0: think you'd be a very dark, without having to. Ha ha ha! Joker. Like your laugh would be scary because it'd be like.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> just a little. You just
0: did it right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Joker, done. Yeah, done, <laughs> done.
0: And you know, Scorsese is doing uh, the Joker origin film. Oh, oh. Wow. You, you guys didn't I know that? No. no, I yeah, have no idea. Yeah, he's doing Who his first comic Joker? book. Wow. So Uh-oh. I don't know if uh, did they. It's rumored. I can say rumored. Uh, Leo DiCaprio.
4: Uh, of course. Well, of course, yeah. of course.
0: I have a th- they have they have a thing. Anyway, <laughs> allegedly,
1: uh, That doesn't seem right though. Leo is the joker? I
0: could totally see it. Yeah. You can? Yeah, I could yeah. see it too. Yeah. Yeah, especially his whole like to Hollywood. Totally yeah. see it. Yeah. Uh, this is from Colleen. The strangest fan experience you've had at a convention or in real life?
4: The strange. Uh, I love Colleen, by the way. I'm just gonna make sure I say that.
0: She's very sweet. She's amazing. She friended me, and it was like one mutual friend, Alex. Done.
4: <laughs> she's, Aww. she's awesome. Let's uh, so, uh, say that question again. Uh,
0: the strangest fan experience. Strangest that you've had.
4: fan experience. There's been a few, and lately some have popped up, but one. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: can you tell? I'm sitting over here.
4: What um, <laughs> one, one was? That was a little far. We a little it. far. Okay. What one was literally like a, a, a girl pulling. Uh, like from her pocket, her panties, and for me to sign, and then pull it back in. That like, means
0: she planned that because you don't just like pull yeah. your underwear from your pocket. Yeah, and it
4: was it was very <laughs> uncomfortable because there it was a, it was it was a signing. So there was like kids on the left and old people on the right. Oh my my headshots, my headshots, and I'll never forget because she'll look at my table with the headshots, and it was it was as if she didn't know me because she would look down at the headshots and just kind of look up and look down and look up. And I'm waiting to go, yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, I'm I'm that guy. And then she just goes, Can you sign this? And pulls out her panties. I was like, Whoa You're like again Could have and- been weirder. <laughs> they could have not come from her pocket. True. I
0: was thinking, yeah, what
3: if she throw <laughs> yeah. But I signed it. I do have to Aww.
0: say uh, your pictures you look a very certain way and yes you still look like your pictures but you're so down to earth and so gentle and so mm. like I'd buy you a beer at like a hole in the wall bar you know what I mean I, I
4: honestly I this is what, what what I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to be some sort of cuz I've met uh, when I was younger and I would like either meet a hockey player from my town or a football player or even when I would I need see to move to your town by the <laughs> way. <laughs> it seems like but but when it. I would see them and then I would have this huge experience of like I, that I just saw them and them just looking at me and giving me a little bit of attention and mm-hmm. like like for me it was such a huge impact mm-hmm. they have Difference. forgotten about it. My my experience with Muhammad Ali like I, we have a picture of that.
0: Unbelievable.
4: That that to me, because coming from a boxing <laughs> no, <that's me>. background <laughs> that is not Muhammad Ali. Yeah, coming from a boxing background and um he has been my idol ever since I was. and I always always said to myself, I never want to, want to meet him in any other circumstance unless it was special. If it was an airport, I, it, I just don't want it. I just want to keep that idea of Muhammad Ali since I could remember because my dad and my, my grandfather were boxers. And so I, I went to this thing where I you know, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but I got to actually sit with him and have a moment with him and tell him, how much he meant to me and to have 3%, 2% of somebody looking at me and Mm -hmm. going, this is how much you've meant to me, I get it. And you and, still
0: wore that
4: hat, and I still oh, wore I, that. I, I,
1: I was looking at the I
4: yeah. Know. Yo, that's unfortunate. I gotta keep it real, too. I
0: know.
1: Was it a That theme, has been the longest rapid
0: party? fire, by the way. Oh my <laughs> You busted
4: my balls on my hat. Is
1: it a themed party that you were at?
4: No, it honestly. No wonder it, he put his glasses on. He's like, I'm not gonna look at this. <laughs> it was. It was no. It was literally three seconds before they said, "Okay, you got to put on a suit or something." I didn't shower. Or anything. It could I be I three years. Don't
2: wear
0: the hat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like. It's like extra from smooth criminal video. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm good. I'm this good. looks like
0: a like a picture from like Party City when you're yes. buying that package costume. It's like, you could be a gangster with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Comes in big and tall. <laughs>
2: oh my god. Oh you pricks, you
0: are pricks. <laughs> Bunch <laughs> of pricks. <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop that into a Halloween package costume. Need a couple's costume for you, you and your bro? <laughs> oh, <gosh.
1: laughs>
0: I'm dying. Oh, because I love this <laughs> show. Move on. Move on. <laughs> All right. Who's next?
1: Bradley.
2: Bradley. All right.
1: Thanks.
0: Oh, uh, where can our fans f- find you first? Alex Pond. At Alex Pond. And it's A-L-E-K-S. Because oh. he's fancy.
4: P-A-U-N. Oh. Uh, both on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: And you guys tweet at him. He'll tweet you back. It's it's really, really fun. And you're such a gentleman. You Thank are... A gentleman in every sense of the word. Thank you, sir. I'm so privileged we're friends. Hmm. Official Facebook friends, by the way. (laughs) Pilar, you never accepted my friendship request. Did you? Oh, yes, I did. I like the page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I loved you. (laughs) I'll do it right now. She's like,
0: I'm acquainted with you. (laughs) We're not (laughs) quite friends yet.
1: I was busy. I'm sorry. Where is it? I'm going. You you fire him. All right, (laughs) Brad. And this is
0: also a combination of people that had emails for you as a producer, as a director. Uh, What would the name of your biography be?
3: Oh,
5: God.
3: That's a good one.
5: That's or Real Housewife tagline. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same. Um, God, that's a really hard one. Can I come back to that one? Let me come back to that one. It's called Rapid Fire. i are a writer. It's you're a, a, a writer. I'm a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> He's a writer. He, he
0: yeah. can yeah. Say, write a sentence, I, watch Judge oh God, Judy, and then delete the whole he sentence. He he
1: likes to sit back and digest. But oh, that's and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm listening. I'm okay, listening, we're going to go back. My Rapid
0: Fire is going to suck. If you had to audition for our Broadway show... What would your song audition be?
5: Um, Giants in the sky from Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. Huh? Do you have the voice for that? I do not, but I'm obsessed with okay. that show. Yeah,
0: that's funny you picked that song. That is my least favorite song. In fact, really? that's the song I always. F- but then, on the soundtrack, they put it as part of like the whole other the song. O- when oh. Midnight Gone, I did that show for six
5: months. But the original, the original. S- it's, cast? it's just
0: it just yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a great singer and everything. It's yeah. just like okay.
5: Yeah, I love it. Hmm. I think it's so magical
0: yeah I love that Bradley Uh, what would you tell your 15 year old self
5: Um, to just breathe and just be patient I was so anxious to grow up and I was so anxious to just get to the other side that I think I didn't enjoy my teenage years because of it you know but don't you think that kind of that energy led to where you are now it did, but, but I was so I was very anxious as a teenage boy, mm-hmm. and, I, and I wish I could have just let go a little bit more and just just enjoy the moments and just take comfort in the fact that I had time to get there.
0: I cannot re- wait to read your memoirs, by the way. <laughs> uh, what is your guilty pleasure because you're very, you know, responsible? Um,
5: I'm a Vanderpump Rules kid. <gasps> no, I am obsessed with Vanderpump <laughs> oh, Rules. I work, Bradley, I work for Lisa this, Vanderpump. Do you really? You do. Oh.
1: I'm friends with the Pandora.
5: Ugh, oh, I love it.
0: Obsessed, obsessed. So, would you ever co-host an episode with the Vanderpump Rules people?
5: I would die. I would shit myself. Because
0: Tom Sandoval has <laughs> done the show three times. Ariana's yes. done the yes. show twice. Please have me back. I would love to do that. Jeremy Medix has done the show, even though he doesn't remember he did the show because he was so up. out of it.
5: God. Would you be guest co-host? Yeah. For... Are I would you wanna... kidding? No. And Vinny would die. I will bring Vinny. We'll come hang out and do it. Yeah, please. Done, I would done, done, yes. done. Okay.
0: I'm going to do that. Uh, if you could revive any uh, Broadway show that hasn't had a recent revival.
5: God, if you asked me that a year ago, I would have said once on this island. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I told you I suck <laughs> at Oh that. really? I'm a thinker. You <laughs> did like an inside
0: the actress too. I was like James Lipton. What role would you have done at the beginning of time? <laughs>
5: um, I, I would say, um, uh, God. Oh, what was? Th- I don't know. I don't know.
1: Alexander, you did not request me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I for sure did, because it's you like in a tank top with like with your arms back, <laughs> and you're like. Oh, this old picture! (laughs) Giggle, giggle, (laughs) giggle! Yeah, really, you can't think of a. uh, What was one of your favorite Broadway shows as a kid?
5: Into the Woods, Once on This Island, those two. That's why I can't come up with anything because those two have been done recently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. Back to the name of your biography.
5: Um, I'm breathless. (laughs) (laughs) Mahoney. Mahoney. That's right. That's right. Nice. Beat me to it. All right, Bradley. Where can our fans find you? Um, I'm at Bradley Bredewig at both Twitter and Instagram.
0: And you guys follow his Instagram. It's so fun. You get to travel along with the Foster family uh, behind the scenes and then see pictures of him and his wonderful
5: partner. Yeah, I put too much out there. I get in trouble with the network sometimes. I do. I can see <laughs> that. And,
0: like as Game at... Well, and you've seen me at my worst when I'm out in West Hollywood. I'm like... Argh, argh. It's <laughs> not pretty. To that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not <laughs>
5: personal stuff. I mean stuff behind the scenes with the Fosters and the spinoff. Yeah. I can't help myself. I get so excited. Well,
0: and the other show, which... <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> All right, thank you. So, uh, and because you were supposed to be on the show and you got super sick and I, I started to cry. I it
5: was know. just it's uh, so really good to be here, though.
0: Pilar.
1: I'll find it later. Still <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> I tweeted and I, I shared a post.
0: I sent it via like the Harry Potter owl. He like showed up at your <laughs> place and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we know you have a happy hour uh, yes, YouTube series. You guys yes. check it out, by the way. You get to see Pilar drinking with sexy women. That's awesome.
1: Eating and drinking. Can through. I
0: be in the next one? We'll do it at West Hollywood. Okay. Oh my God, come visit me. We'll do it at Sir. I, we, are oh. starting,
1: we are starting to ring celebrity guests on.
0: Let's do it at Sir.
1: Does Sir have
0: happy hour? Uh, hello. Uh, Wherever no. I'm at, it's happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> be at two in the morning, my port Yeah, Uber we're going to be
1: on uh, KMIR, KMIR News uh, Station tomorrow morning. Oh, so that'll be fun. that's great. Uh, yeah, but promoting. this is the one that matters. <laughs> All right,
0: if you could have happy hour with any celebrity not living... Who would it be?
1: Not living.
0: Meaning that they're dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Audrey Hepburn.
2: Mm.
0: I don't think she would drink, though, to be honest.
1: You don't think she would?
0: No. In fact, Karen Cato, uh, who was her last PR rep, who knows everything about everybody in Hollywood, she was the way that she appeared. She didn't drink. She didn't get crazy. She was the classy woman from start to finish. You can still
3: go to happy hour and not drink.
1: Exactly. You know what, Michael? I had had a suggestion from a friend. We're going to try vegan happy hours as well, but I had a suggestion from a friend saying... (laughs) Because <laughs> oh. we want to include everybody, but somebody said you should have, like, a designated driver happy hour, so somebody tries mocktails at a place yeah. as well. Yeah, Alex, That's why you contact like Uber that. and have them
0: sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All the women we are do, like, ah! We do
1: Uber. We do Uber everywhere, yes. too. Yes.
0: We're going to talk. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Uh, okay, what would your superhero power be? Because I love your newscaster on Supergirl. I was like, I was looking at you more than Supergirl. I was like, yeah, Supergirl, blonde, boring.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: What would your superhero power be?
1: My super uh, superhero power would be to fly. Well, you're already doing that. I know. Oh, oh thank God! You.
0: That's his pickup line.
1: <laughs> there it is. There it is. I set him up for oh, it. Oh, you,
0: you guys! I got the worst pickup line on grinders. Somebody says, um, "Are you allowed at the DMV?" Because, uh, oh shit! It's, it's
1: actually on
0: one <laughs> that phone. it? Oh, because <laughs> oh, you're driving everybody crazy. Oh, uh, uh, really? Chubby uh, really... uh, hey, Chaser.
1: Amazing? I could take you flying. <laughs> I could take all of you guys. Um, oh, no, little, Kurt, 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 little, little late, Kurt. Late, Kurt. You're a little late, Kurt. Little late, Kurt.
0: He's just a little touchy because he has to go home to his wife, and they're ready to have a little fun. <laughs> okay, fine. Although the mechanics of flying, if you were actually that high up in the air, your body would literally freeze. And that is the truth.
4: So you put oh, on the suit. Sorry to ruin everything. Then you put on the suit. Is that why they wear the spandex? Probably.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how superheroes put on the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. With these long capes, when you're fighting, that doesn't make sense. Do mm-hmm. you want to be like naked? Am I right, now? <laughs> <laughs> or in gray sweatpants? Yeah.
4: Punch you punch. Just I do the just naked up. and do the windmill. As that's my superpower. In slow mo, you
0: guys slow mo that uh, Instagram video. Is that what's
2: happening?
0: <laughs> now we are out of control. Oh, wow. P.S. We know you're not Jewish. Wait, is that uh, your third?
1: Is that your third?
0: He has his entourage here, by the way. <laughs> Those uh, are his
1: designated drivers.
0: If you could reboot any TV show, which one would it be? Oh,
1: uh, well, Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, because
0: what I loved, uh, you know how I do so much research? You did an interview and oh. you said, you know, people are talking about like Brie Larson and Meryl yeah. Streep and everybody is a big name. Your hero growing up was Shannon Doherty, which oh. I love that answer because, yes, a young girl watching 90210 wants to be Shannon Doherty because she was the top of it. And I love that your answer wasn't like so frou-frou, like,
1: Yes. So I'm not, I, I felt judgment first. as I was doing this in like I had to write, you know, everything out and I was just like, oh, I don't sound so fancy. And like I went to some say, whatever it is, but that's that's. But that totally makes sense. Yeah.
4: The last episode, the last episode I did for Van Helsing, Jason Priestley directed.
1: Really? <gasps> he has a new show now, too. Yes, he does. He's great. <laughs> 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 Alexander he... doesn't have anything to say about it.
0: No, I think he's wonderful. I think he's. I think he's wonderful. He
1: has a good charity <laughs> event too. Yeah, I've,
0: I've, I've uh, I should go.
1: You, maybe I'll take Uh-oh. you as my plus one as the next one.
0: <laughs> then I'll get another restraining order. Patty LaPone <laughs> has a restraining order <laughs> on me. No way. Me. Oh, she yes. does. 100%. No. Hmm. She crazy.
5: does with everyone, though, right? Yes. Yeah, she hates everyone. <laughs> I was in her dressing room when I messed up her makeup table. <clears throat> <laughs> and and really?
4: For real. <laughs> I love you. Wow. That's there, awesome. No, I
0: mean, like, we were friends and then. Now you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> what would Beverly
1: Hills Nantono be now?
0: Silver Lake. <laughs> and it has some Leather Daddies. A- oh, another rule for you, Alex. <clears throat> oh, boy. Your dressing room personal must haves. And when I ask this, I don't want to hear, like, oh, water and, like, a humidifier. No. Like, when you guys are guesting on a show and you're like, God, this is the only thing of me that I can have. For this day, or two days, or three days on set, what is your personal stuff that you just you have to have in the room?
1: Personal stuff? I mean, I appreciate a, a nice couch. No, no, but like something. What do you mean?
0: Like a talisman or or something, you know?
1: No. Like a talisman? Like
3: red gummy bears.
0: Um... a little bit more personal, like, oh, really? like I would. I always put a picture of Betty Davis, no matter where I'm, you even do? if it's even if it's for three hours thing and I get a dressing room, there's a picture of Betty Davis. Just remember, like, who I am and <laughs> You want to remember Betty Davis? <laughs> I'm Betty Davis. I mean, you know, <laughs>
1: if I were to request something, I would just request some sunflowers, or some flowers in, in there. Mm. Something simple. But, but, like, no, but like... No,
0: like a, what are you asking me? Like a like like a rosary or picture of your grandmother or, like, an egg roll. Like, what? <laughs>
1: That wasn't racist,
0: by the way. She said that she eats egg rolls.
1: I guess then. I I guess then a picture of my nephew.
0: Oh, thank you. That's what it is. Okay. Anson. After a day of shooting, what is your ritual? And don't say like. I usually
1: go and eat a pizza, a whole pizza to myself. Oh my god, I hate skinny people. Well, no, because I'm always like, I have to shoot, I have to shoot. I'm being healthy, and then as soon as I get off set, I go to CPK and I get my own pizza.
0: Yes. What's the CPK pizza that you get? I get
1: the Sicilian.
0: I'd love to get a lot of Sicilian. All right. (laughs) Where can our listeners and viewers find you?
1: Um, At Pilar Holland and everything, and also at LA Happy, um, uh, LA Happy Show on YouTube and Twitter, and Instagram is uh, underscore LA Happy underscore. you guys, this
0: has been such a fun episode. Thank you, Lori Williams. Thank you, Colleen. Uh, Kurt, thank you so much. Thank you, Devlin, for taking our behind-the-scenes picture. My evil twin ste- s- stepsister. <laughs>
3: Whatever.
4: <laughs> Whatever you
5: are.
1: You guys, what a fun episode. Dude, this was, this was great. Yes. Was Alum, so has- Wasn't he amazing? Yeah. He was so
4: good. Did, you,
5: did he email you? Have
1: you heard from him? He that? got no. stuck on no. set. Oh. All right. He is sounds, that what he said? That's um, we have the same publicist, so
0: it, you he, guys, he'll be back on the show. His story is actually really great. He was in the Israeli military for four and a half wow. years, and now he's uh, he plays a Nazi, which wow. is so Crazy. weird. Anyway, thank you, everybody. We'll yeah. see you next Tuesday.. Thank you. Bye, guys. This has been on the rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at seven pm on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On The Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me
2: at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.